And we are back. And I'm here to just give another shout out to the Melissa Lambert second annual scholarship tournament. I will be there. Flights are booked. Let's uh, let's get after it. It's March 15th and 16th in Pampa, Texas. I'll be flying into Amarillo, right? Going to have a good time. I'm looking very much forward to it. I will be there early on Friday, so I will be making the delightful Switch Holio they have starting at 7 p.m. without a doubt. I'm there early enough, Sean, that I might go golf. A little jealous. Yeah. Um, I'm landing at like 9, so if anyone is listening to this and is going to that tournament and is also a golfer, and feels like golf on Friday, reach out. On Saturday, the big old doubles tournament with the huge old payouts. Why don't you come on out? Starts at 10 a.m., 35 hundo to the Open Champion. Let's go. And this uh, this lovely tournament is sponsored by one of our favorite sponsors as well. The Dragon Bags. The. The Dragon Bags. We're allowed to say that because we're from Ohio. And we know how douchey it sounds because we love it. So head over to Dragon Bags and get some of the greatest bags on the market we're watching them pop up in their fan base right now on the Battle of the Bags, and they are doing just fine. So why don't you go see what all the hype's about over at dragonbags.com. Drop code BIGASP12 at checkout to save yourself some money. Cornhole it. Big ass cornhole We hope you throw it straight. And nothing but four bangers from here on out. All right, welcome back to yet another episode of the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. Sean and Dane are here as always. What's going on? Dude, it's uh, I was a little long-winded. I'm, I'm out of practice. I know, man. Like, things. it's been a minute. Like, so yeah. it's, it, this has been like, it might be the longest stretch we've gone without recording. Well, we pre-recorded for you, everyone's enjoyment. Um, yeah, day. had a nice uh, long eight-day vacation in Florida. And saw some family, hung out, got my nerd demon at Harry Potter. It was a delightful trip. And you yourself went to Boston in February. Yeah, so we'll get to all that. Yeah, uh, it's this. There's so much random stuff to get to this episode, so I apologize ahead of time for us bouncing around. Yeah, why not? It's just how it happens. But before we get to anything else, Dane, do what you do best every single episode. Let the folks know what we're drinking tonight and our favorite segment called What You Drinking? Ho-ho! <laughs> What you drinking? Well, you know, I was just strolling through the marketplace and uh, happened to come across another brand new Voodoo Ranger Delight. This one is the Voodoo Ranger Haze Glare IPA. Right up our alley. It is very, very delicious. I'm trying to find the percentage here. 7.7. So can't go wrong there. It's a sweet can. Um, One of my favorite designs I've ever come out with. So yeah, Voodoo Ranger knocks another one out of the park. And um, as always, I got to wake up and head into work tomorrow. And my first thing I do when I walk into my cubicle, get me some cornhole coffee. Grab your beans. Get your beans on, baby. Go over to Cornhole Coffee and support the game the way the game supports you. All right? That was beautiful. I know. That was poetic, right? It really was. But Cornhole Coffee will get you the little pick-me-up that you need. Um <laughs> I'm blanking on the flavor of the month. It was mint. Mint. That's correct. Almost uh, finitoed with that. Yeah, almost. Um, and then look forward to the. But it's a long February. The next one up. It is a long February. I got an extra day in there. So head over to cornholecoffee.com. Drop code big ass. But check out 
and get yourself some beans today. Remember, drink, focus, throw. All right. Well, Cornhole family, we have plenty of audio gold planned for you all today. Uh, We have a few updates for best of the bags. We have uh, some random topics we're going to talk about. Uh, We have the open results that we're going to recap from uh, Canada and Arizona. We have dramatic readings, obviously. Bag reviews uh, up today is 21 problems. We have two series of bags. Very impressed. Yes. um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about them. And then we're going to be joined by the newest member of the ACL podcast around around the ACL, Mr. Jake Brandon. He's kind of uh, been the new one of the new voices um, Mm -hmm. on live streams and stuff. So excited to have Jake. So it should be a fun episode. But before we get into anything else, we're going to let you know what's going on in our corner lives in a segment we call In and Around the Hole. Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Just stop throwing ugly bags. I don't know how many times I have to tell you. Just stop it. Sean. You're going to feel better about yourself if you're throwing what you like in your hand. Tell right? one more time. Stop throwing ugly bags. There you go. go to blackjackcornhole.com. It's going to save you the trouble. It's going to make you play better. You get free shipping. Amazing customer service. Again, it's a no-brainer. Go to blackjackcornhole.com. Use code BIGASP, and you're going to even save yourself 10%. And they don't, they don't call him Ticklin' Troy Hauser for nothing. <laughs> they certainly right? don't. They certainly <laughs> don't. I, apparently, he still listens, but he just doesn't like us and it's all right. anymore. It's all right, man. We're, you know, we're he matured. Hard to, I guess he matured. Yeah, maybe, yeah. He's yeah, beyond like us now. Yeah, that's correct. Understandable. There's a reason people don't stick around. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of friends, real friends, Black Sheep Baggers, all right? LD, we uh, we got some. Uh, I don't want to. Maybe it's a secret time, but we get we have some bags on the way. Some prototypes. We're testing out for black sheep baggers. Some of the new releases that they're coming out with. Be on the lookout. Um, if you're looking, if you look a herringbone fan, right? Try the sentenced. All right. It's still it's got the a black sheep baggers twist is how I put it. All right. It's a little fuller. They tend to go a little bit smaller template. What I like. It really feels nice in your hand. If you're a big fan of the hybrid game. Got to check out Costello X. All right, they have something for everyone. Go to blacksheetbaggers.com, use code BIGASP, and you're going to be happy because you're going to save yourself some money. All right. Well so said. So it has been, yeah, it's been like two weeks since we yeah, sat down here and recorded. It's been one week since you looked at me. Sorry. Some things don't change. Yeah. Um, they so how was, will, how was your trip? I haven't really talked to you. Yeah, it was um, it was a blast. Had a very relaxing time in um. Uh, Playa Largo, which is a oh. nice place in Key Largo, um, nice little resort. Had our little own little villa. It was nice. very nice, nice balcony, and um, yeah, nice relaxing time. Hung out with like my wife's side of the family and their kids and stuff, and it was pretty low key, like, Sweet. uneventful, which is what you're looking for in that type of vacation. Then we headed to Miami for the evening. Hit this like really cool. Uh, it was like an arts and music festival. Oh, cool. Like outdoors, um, out in like Grove City, Is I that believe. the Sobe? Is that what you're telling me? Well, that's uh, that just happened this past weekend. Oh, okay, I got okay. out of Dodge before that was okay. going on. Um, but yeah, so um, hit Miami up, hit up that art show and stuff. Miami's sweet. Um, honestly, it wasn't as expensive as I had heard. Okay. So that was pleasantly surprised. Bonus. And yeah, closed it out in Orlando. So... Some family out there, and met up with Harry Potter again. Had a good time. Nice. Can't complain. And then you had your <clears throat> ventures over in Bostonia. I went out to Boston for the uh, American Physical Therapy Association, what they call a combined section meeting. And that just sounds like a load of fun. <sighs> yeah, so I went out there, humble brag. Uh, my wife was presenting, so... 
Uh, she was involved in some research at the Cleveland Clinic, so she had to go there present. Um, I wish she would have presented Thursday because I feel like it was just kind of like looming. Yeah. And she didn't present until like the last day on Saturday. Um, but it's fun. I mean, it was, it was good. I mean, it's a work trip kind of thing, but I did get to hang out with, um, if you're an OG fan of the show, all right, a former dog cast member, all right, or I guess the dog cast member, Mr. Brendan Ahern did run into him, uh, hung out with him and some of his, uh, his college buddies on Thursday. And it was, uh, it was about as fun as you would expect. I can imagine. Yeah. So, um, I think I told you I got in a little scuffle, well, not, not even a scuffle, like a little argument with an Uber driver. Yes. Um, can you play the, uh, like, am I the asshole? Yeah. Okay. So here's right the situation. Now? So it's probably, I don't know, like 11, 1130. It's, it's close. It's time for me to go home. Right. Like I've been out for a good four or five hours with Brennan and the boys, like feeling pretty good requesting Uber. I'm like maybe two, two and a half miles from, uh, from my, my hotel requesting Uber two, three minutes later, my phone is alerting me like saying like, Hey, you're car is pulling up sweet so i see the same make and model of the car get in open the back door go to get in the guy's on his phone speaking a different language i get in no problem take off no problem with my app i'm sitting there in the back seat we get to maybe like two blocks away from from my hotel and i could see the hotel in the distance and my phone went off and i thought it might have been val calling me but it was the uber app alerting me that uh, they're trying to find me another driver and i'm like that's weird. So I show the driver. I'm like, Hey, you know, like what's up with the app? And he's like, what did you do? I'm like, I didn't do shit, man. I've been sitting back here. So he's like, well, where are you going? I'm like, just going to the double tree, man. So he pulls up to the double tree and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know really what happened. Like, um, and he's like, he's like, you need to pay me. And I'm like, fuck you. I don't need to pay. I'm like, he's like, are you Michael? I'm like, no, no, I'm like, I'm Sean. He's like, you said you're Michael when you got in the car. I'm like, no, no, don't do this. I'm like, please, please don't do this. I'm like, you were on the phone. It was a mistake both ways. I was going, I told the guy, I'm like, give me, I don't have any cash on me. Okay. I'll tip you. I get it. You know what I mean? I'll save your trouble. So, but I had no cash on me. The ATM was inside the hotel lobby. English was clearly not this guy's first language. So I tell him, stop, basically stop being an asshole. Give me five minutes. Let me go to the ATM. Come back. Apparently like a lot of privilege coming from you right now, Sean. Apparently he did not believe that I was going to come back. And he basically chased after me into the hotel lobby motherfucking me up and down and i'm like taking it for a while and then i turn around I'm like dude you need to calm the fuck down i told you this situation i'm gonna go so finally hotel security had to come over so it came down to it where i'm like you know i was so pissed off that the whole thing had gotten to that level so i went to the atm i took out money and i was gonna hand him the 20 right but i stopped and i looked at the lady at the hotel i'm like can you give me change and she's like yeah i'm like can i get those in singles so i gave him two dollars that was it. That was it. So am I the asshole? I mean, I was going to give the guy, I probably would have given the guy 20 bucks. You know what I mean? Just for his troubles. But the fact that he chased me in there and started going after me like that, like, man. Rubbed you the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, man. Huh? I just, and I was already, and I, I'm just like, I just kept thinking, I'm like, I'm just too drunk to deal with this right now. Like, I just, I don't, I just want to go upstairs and go to bed. Like, I do not want to like have to fight this guy. Please. Like, can we just like. See, I would have just ended it real quick. Yeah, I just, I just didn't need. But it. I would have calmly like taken out my twenty, placed it on him, and went upstairs to my room. But we, uh, but yeah. So and then we get home, and basically, like my wife has been down for the count. She's had she was diagnosed with the flu like the day we got back. So she's been down for the count. So just been running around trying to set up best of the bags. You know what I mean? Stay on top of that is um, every night is a decent amount of work looking at that stuff. 
Um, I did go to, we went to Top Golf. We did go to Top Golf. Took my daughter. Yeah. Took my daughter, trying to get her the golfing bug a little bit. Um, did she talk about it when she got home? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was stoked. Yeah. Um, she was a little pissed that, like, because at one point, I think she was up, like, a few points on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, it was not the case afterwards. And she's like, why am I in last place? I'm like, well, you know. Sometimes Sorry. you're not just not at that point yet, but yeah. you'll you'll be okay. You'll get there someday. But uh, yeah, I had fun. Uh, Top golf. We uh, we'll, we'll started to tease some stuff. We'll, we're going to be making a, an announcement sometime soon. If yeah. you're a Patreon member, you've probably already heard some of the stuff, uh, especially if you were on the happy hour call. We kind of spilled the beans a little bit, but just keep your calendars clear in September. Yeah, we'll leave it it's at that for be, now. Uh, Gailed affairs will. in the future. It will. Um, so best of the bags been up and going. Uh, we Humming are along, through. man. Just, I'm just blown away by the sheer number of votes. Yeah. And we, miss votes. Yeah. Dude, it is like, I was hoping that we would just have like a decent amount to read off. Like during the dramatic readings. too many. Dude, it is like, we're over a thousand now. Oh, like it's easy. Easy. Just lost votes. It, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I get it. Yeah. It's, it, it's at this point, very it's almost kind of funny. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah, it's just uh, if people figure it out, it's like who? It's who's the smartest fan? Base. The first round is always interesting because I really, if I was looking and if I was filling out a bracket, there would not have been any up to, upsets yet. No, not yet. Um, there have been a few close matches. Uh, Cornhole scenario um, just eked out uh, the tango, yeah. Um, which I mean doesn't really surprise me because I was like, um, they're one slow bag in that market. And listen, Cornell scenario, I think eventually when they get down to it, they're going to price themselves out of this competition. Oh yeah. But they do have a very loyal following for sure. And if you're going through and you're looking at the numbers and just trying to see like, okay, who's doing well just based off the voting. If you got 400 plus votes in the first round, you're doing well. Like you, to me, that shows me, all right, you have a legit following you're, you could you could maybe make some noise in this competition. Yeah, if you, when it gets more hyper focused at the later rounds, it's yeah. easier to get people to vote. Correct. When we're pumping out eight of them at a time, like it's you know gets convoluted a little bit. But correct, it's still impressive how many people just scroll down it. Mark, yeah, there have been there have been a few disappointments like that. I thought for sure maybe would have done a little bit better. One of them is Razor Bags. They have a huge, massive following on Facebook. I think it's like. I think I wrote it down. It's like 34,000 people or something like that. Uh, I'm sorry. 25,000 followers. Yeah. And they had like 140 votes. Well, again, I mean, do they pump? Do they like pump No, no. But like you would think if they have that many followers, you know what I mean? Like you would think they have to be doing pretty well selling bags, obviously. I'm just I mean, surprised. I thought there would be people that have stayed followers for I a guess, long time and have just fell off. I don't know. Time. I was just I was surprised with that big of a following. I thought that they would have easily gone, you know, two two you know, at least made it somewhat entertaining. Mm-hmm. But that was like kind of the one because I think I don't even think they made the bracket last. I, we left them off yeah, last year. Last year we did, yeah. But this year, I, I doing the research, going through. I'm like, they have twenty five thousand followers. I have to put them on. You have to like they're that it. relevant. But they did. Uh, they did not live up to the hype. So um, fast. Bracket is if you're listening this Wednesday is done right. Fast bracket is done. We are now on our way through the hybrid bracket, and this oh, is the, yeah. these two days I think have potential to be big because if you look at Facebook traffic in general, the busiest days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. So like it's Wednesday, Thursday is when the hybrid brackets are going to be going on. It's going to be pretty good, intense. Yeah. So it's going to keep the same order. We're going to go slow, fast hybrid through the first round and then we'll do the same thing going through the second round yeah and eventually we're going to end up with one winner in each bracket 
and those three are going to go off at one time and we'll figure that out. Battle Royale. In a battle royale for sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know you were busy on vacation and stuff. Yeah. Did you happen to catch um, the DB, DB Cornhole? You know, they're the ones that have been posting all the stats and everything. I saw the one stat of like, oh, of the state's highest PPR. So that was a that was the most recent one. Yeah. They had one last week that was about like PPR, like the top 100 in the country, mm-hmm. ACL players and PPR. And then they also posted one about from DPR. PPR is basically ACL pro or elite all the way down, right? Yeah. And then when you go over to DPR, it was super interesting because you see first of all a mix of skill levels up in there, mm-hmm. but then you also saw an, an alarming this not the right term. A surprising amount of Canadian players high. I mean, like in the top 30 or 50, I would say they probably have 20 to 30 of those spots up there. I mean, there it's a lot of Canadian players. So I kind of sat there for a minute. I'm like, why, why would that be? And it just must be to me that looks like the talent discrepancy between the best and the worst are is, is much larger than it is here in the States. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's like when we first came into Cleveland Cornell. Yeah. How there was just like, I mean, still there's a huge like swing of players, but they don't have it marginalized as much. I I just mean, so like like, divisions. Well, that's what even in divisions. I mean, so like if you're playing in like the open, like at like a regional, right? Yeah. Those like the top tier players, like I think Connor Weiss is like one of the top ones. So he's playing in the open division at regionals and at all these events, and his DPR is that high. He's playing mostly, I'm assuming, against Canadian, other Canadian players. So that means the players that he's playing against just are not even close. Whereas maybe here in the States, an open-level player, even if you're a pro, if you're an open-level player, you're going to be able to hang with them a little bit more. I think there's just a talent, talent discrepancy there. I think the the really good players in Canada are just so much better than the average player there. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, part of it has to deal with like the infancy stages of the game in yeah, Canada. Yeah. I mean, it's it's forever growing, so... It is interesting though, like that it's like that kind of hyper focused in one area. Yeah, a little bit. And it makes me think like so, th- so obviously does it completely negate the argument of DPR is king. Interesting, right? Because a lot of pros think it's DPR and it's like, well, it's kind of a skewed stat if you look at it like DPR is to me is starting to be less <coughs> of a thing now that the roll bag is so common. Yeah. It used to mean like, I mean, this is before they were really tracking a lot of these metrics, but it used to mean like if you had a good DPR, it means that you were a good block and airmail guy and the other guy, like you probably just shot a higher percentage of an airmail mm-hmm. or you threw a super slick bag and you're able to kind of like dance around it more often than not. But now that everyone is throwing a, a roll bag now, like with high consistency, because once upon a time, people were really just bouncing bags over. You know, they were just still really trying to figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. But now that it's caught on, I mean, you see guys throw a first block and then they're just rolling over three times and they're good with a 10. I mean, that's it's crazy. It is. So I don't think DPR means as much maybe anymore just because players have the ability to kind of go over top. I mean, I, you can get you, you can be a Mac guy and not. And still have a DPR of two. You know, if everyone just has a shitty game against you. Mm -hmm. So for sure. I mean, I I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like there's a bigger discussion to be had. I don't think we'll get into it on this, but it's like, 
just the evolution of the game. Like we we saw like stroking become the thing so fast, yeah. And now all of a sudden it's evolving even more to like you have to have every shot, yeah. Otherwise, like you're not going to be successful anymore. <clears throat> um, but yeah, for I mean, just to kind of close out the best of the backs thing, I think uh, the one company that I'm interested to see how deep they can go and how big their following actually is. How deep is their love? It is Brotherhood Cornhole. Like yeah. they're kind of like the. I feel like the new, like they, they, they're catching fire just similar to like how the gambler did the one year. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like one like the guardian is just like the hot bag. So the, the hyper bracket is just so loaded though with big name companies. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how well they do, but they might be able to take it with, you know, w- with one of their other bags. So like the wingman I know did very well in the bracket, like they're getting 400, 500 votes. So, I mean, they're, they're up there. Can they really pull it together and pull it out? I mean, it's never certainly know. a possibility. You never know. All right, so why don't we jump over to the open results? Why don't we? All right, so let's start with uh, the ACL Canada Open. Okay. So um, the doubles championship open division was won by Jimmy Humans and Jeff Reynolds. All right, so Team Reynolds bags takes it down. They beat Nathan uh, Metat and Steve DeReich. Um I mean... I'm not surprised. Jimmy humans. I mean, just tends to play anywhere other than the United States and do really well. I think, uh, I believe he said that he has the most international titles right now. Yeah. I don't mean, okay, this is going to sound mean. Cause you mean do they, it to be mean. No, I don't though. That's what I'm saying. It's going to sound bad. Do they mean winning an international title right now? Does it mean as much as winning an ACL open in the States? No. In the record book, it's the same, yeah. but like, when we take away from it, like, no, listen, there are some things you can say. Jimmy humans is able to like, and this is not a shot at Jimmy at all, but somebody like Jimmy, you can be successful traveling overseas or over the border. And it's hard to be away from home, right. And travel that far away and still show up and perform. Yeah. I don't know if it's a confidence thing with him, but he just tends to perform really well. Yeah. I mean, it's uh to me, it's nothing to not hang your hat on though, because it's it's still cool. Like, yeah. And the Canadian Opens, and, this one did seem like it was decently represented. Like, there are a decent amount of, like, names that we would recognize going through here. So, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from it. Winning an Open is still winning an Open. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, but it's no easy task. Am I putting this one, this performance, up with the winners of doubles in Arizona? No, because I, I think the field was tougher in Arizona. So, yeah. I think if we're weighting them, yeah, I think a Canadian Open would be lesser I mean, to a pretty significant degree, I would think, mm-hmm. especially when there's another open going on at the same time. Well, because, I mean, again, you you see the f- finals of this, then you see, you know, correct. Everyone uh, of, exactly. And it's not a shot at any one particular, but if you're just looking at the overall, especially just ACL pro pool talent. Mesa was stacked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was stacked. So if this was the only open, OK, then maybe it's the weight of the same. You know, yeah. I mean, even though you're primarily going to get, you know, East Coast people mm-hmm. going to these when you have one that's the same thing, like it's just really tough to draw, you know, going there. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So, and then in singles we had, uh, it's really no surprise. Um, he's probably, he, I guess he had the most hype in the off season and most people were fired up for him. Not getting a pro status is Jaden Ellis. Um, just can kind of just continues to early on his career just to just rack up wins, man. Like he's just really good. I know he had, uh, he didn't quite perform up to the level. Um, it's something like the junior stuff, but Anyone that is in the game or has been in the know for like the last two years knows this kid's name. He's really super talented. And uh, next year when he becomes, I, I believe, I'm sure he'll be a pro next year. 
Yeah, I think that's uh He's another one that will find success yeah. right away, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. He might be that. He takes down out of a uh, Frank Verona, who, again, just continues to have a really nice run. Yeah, he's been throwing some bags for sure. He's one of those guys that you almost wish that ACL National was like now. Yeah. Not two months from now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, yes, he's playing red hot right now, and he could continue to do that. But everyone, we all go through our slumps at some point in the year. So I think those, I, I'm not, <laughs> I want to see going forward now, who's hot, who's winning tournaments, who, how, who's doing well at the regionals, who are they beating. That's going to give me a good sense of who do I expect to do well at National One. Yeah, I mean, that's what we always just compile the data and put our best foot forward. Hell yeah. All right, so there was another uh, ACL Open this week. Uh, this week. That there was. It was in uh, Mesa? That where it was? It was in Mesa, yeah. Okay, so it was in Arizona. Uh, yeah, somewhere. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, it was in Arizona. So There it is. Yep, Mesa, Arizona. There it is. February 22nd to the 25th, 2024. And if we start with singles, this one actually stirred up quite a bit of controversy, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, at length a lot in this episode. But Alex Rawls takes down open singles, and he takes uh, he beats Gavin Cano, actually blanks him in the final. Yeah. I've said on the show several times, I think Gavin Cano, pound for pound, might be one of the most talented throwers in the league. Um, he's got all the shots. It is a. It has to be a mental thing right now. Yeah, he just because needs to finish and it's it. like an. To me, it's almost like a, if I'm just watching his body language, it's a confidence thing when he plays like almost in a sense like like cocky or brash. Like he's really good. Yeah. But one round or so didn't go his way in the finals. Like you know, back check, checked up or you know he went to drag two and you know kind of hopped over the hole and you just kind of start to see the shoulder sl- slink down. If he can just collect himself, stop the bleeding, some point and regather himself. Like I would just want to see him battle back something. Mm-hmm. If you can show that you can battle back, you can take something positive out of that. Cause really this match, there's nothing crazy positive to take away. And you hate that to be a, a guy's last match in the championship. No one wants to see 21, nothing. Well, you just take away from that, that Alex Ross is back. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. Uh, Correct. Doesn't seem to be in any sort of pain. He's throwing just fine. And he's got some hot feet on that, that dance floor. We'll, we'll get to that. I mean, okay, so... <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it in the interview, so... We'll we will. Just, we'll, we will. We'll so, leave it for that. Uh, Alex Rawls looked very good. He um, is throwing a different bag now, right? So he's with AAR, mm-hmm. and he was throwing the... Um, Ripper. The Ripper, so like that hybrid carpet bag. Man, you, you almost see, like, last year he threw the Pro Sniper quite a bit, and... You, he can still do crazy stuff with a pro sniper. Obviously, the guy's won an, a national before, right? He's really, really good. Top five player in the world. But you saw in this game, there's he has every shot now he throws, comfortably. He throws that hybrid carpet like a regular carpet bag. Dude, it's, it's disgusting. Like, yeah, I don't know how he gets so much movement on it. He's going to be problems. It was nice to see him put it all together, put all just squash every, any doubt you had about him going in. He's automatically a top five player right now. Yep. If you're doing Without power rankings, you leave Alex Rawls off, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. And I just, you know, I was one of those that, like, I wanted to see it first. Yeah, for, sure oh, I he, get like, it, yeah. Good and here we go. Uh, tied for third place, we had Justin Burton Jr. and Levi Haddock. So Texas had a very strong showing. If did. you're not familiar with the name Levi Haddock, go check check out the Texas Cornhole League show. They, uh, they talk about him quite a bit. He has been on quite a tear going through TCL events. I believe I drafted him in singles last time. So what's up? What's um, up? Uh, but yeah, Levi Haddock, young dude, uh, really catching fire, very talented thrower. Anyone that was in the know again in that area knew that it would not be surprised that Levi went that deep. T- 
tied for second in the bracket. We had Adam Hisner, Caleb Batson, Devin Harbaugh, and Eddie Grindersleeve. Well, we're talking about name power, right? Yeah. That's what that's what I was talking about before with Canada and how like these you can really weight this differently. I mean, this is like an ACL national right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you look at other names that you might not like be super familiar with, Logan, I don't know if it's Dupler or Dupler. Regardless, young gun, super talented. Let's call him Dupler. Hayden like Gonzalez, it. an elite player. Um, he made another run in one of the other opens. I think in one of the ones in Texas. I want to say, mm-hmm. um, he's been nasty recently. Logan Chamberlain just continues to have a good performance. He's tied third in his bracket. Hunter Thorne, um, just again, just been solid all season. I like to see Thorson. Uh, Trevor Kufis, nice to see him out. Out yeah. about he had a very solid under the radar season last year when we interviewed him earlier this year. He was feeling confident that he's able to take the next step forward in a stacked field like this. You like to see it. And how about Matt Allen? Fourth in his bracket. Shout out to Magnum Bags, man. Yeah. How about that? Love to see it. Hell yeah. Um, in doubles, right? I don't so I caught maybe like three or four matches of doubles, and every one I saw, it just happened to have Hisner and Birchfield in it. They ended up winning it all over Alec Ryan and Gavin Cano. So Gavin Cano, again, second place in singles, second place in doubles, overall solid weekend. But Hisner and Birchfield, it's crazy to me that they won because like they just didn't seem like they were completely 100% locked in. And to me, that is a big putting them on notice for a national one, meaning that they don't have to be at their best and they're still really that fucking good. I mean, they're great doubles players, so I'd... I mean, yeah, and their chemistry is kind of there. You know what I mean? It really like, is, yeah. I think Adam's going to be very patient early in the year, but Adam is not good at hiding his emotions. And I think that it's good for someone on the other end that Trey probably looks up to. Well, and I think, I think someone's just going to hold Trey accountable. Him, yeah, he Correct. holds him to his shit. He's like, you, you know you can throw better than this, so do it. Correct. Yeah, so, I mean, they're going to be a really good team. They're that team that, like, are if you were making a power ranking, and we'll get into this as we get closer to National 1, are they a top 10 team right now? I mean, right now, yeah. You, you have to, right? their name, and I think they're throwing very well together. I mean, this is just another doubles win for Trey Birchfield. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, looking at this list here, and I think there's actually four other names that I would throw on that top 10 just to start. One of the teams uh, tied for third place you have to be impressed with, again, is Gavin uh, Hammond and Jackson Remick. They, these two guys from Colorado just continue to show up at these big events and perform very, very well. They've done very well before on like the um, junior nationals and stuff like that, but they are showing that they are ready to take that next step next year. Hopefully now I, I think that they're going to be playing in the ACL college stuff. So I don't think, I don't know if they're going to go the pro route or if they're going to kind of go this college. Cause I think that they got a college scholarship, which is sweet. I so. think they're the first ones to get a scholarship. Well earned though. They're yeah. both very, very talented players. So it does not surprise me at all. And then Alex Rawls wrapping up a very solid weekend tied for third place with his pro partner, Derek Holland. They're going to be a, lo- a big issue this year. Yes. Derek Holland, you know, you're what you're going to get. You are going to get a somewhere in the tens PPR from the guy and he can just shoot lights out in airmail. You partner that with an Alex Rawls who's red hot. I mean, they're going to be a lot of trouble this year that they are. Yeah. I'm excited to see how that duo plays out. Tony Smith and Fisher Hamilton. Um, again, just, I mean, second in their bracket Jackson Gore Sammy Soto again love to see it another rookie team combo that um, going to an open event taking second in the bracket just means that they're knocking on the door they're right there so they're going to be just fine this year Doug Zaft and Ty Lopez there's been some questions about bag choice they're throwing Reynolds this year Mm -hmm. seems like they're adapting just fine it looks like they are getting to play a lot together locally 
which is going to help develop the chemistry. Yeah, Doug nice Zapp has already like, been very, I mean, very successful on yeah. the big stage already. So I feel like we're the only ones that ever bring him up. Yeah. Um, like, do people forget that he's, yeah, just he's really good. been really good like his whole yeah. career? And we both love his game style. I do. Yeah. It's just, it's unique to the game still. And not many people throw a style. AJ Sims and Braden Wilson, um, staying somewhat close to home. Uh, again, they're a team that I think, I'm just interested to see how they do a national one. Mm-hmm. AJ Sims is about as consistent as they come. You know what you're going to get from AJ Sims. Brayden Wilson, we know how talented he can be. When things start to turn up and yeah. we get to a national, is he going to be the kind of young gun that <coughs> excuse me, steps up and the, shows out, or is he going to fold like a lawn chair? We'll see. I, I'm, I, think I think he's going to be the latter. I think, yeah. I, I, think he's, I really do think he's going to be very good. I think he is. And they have full potential to be a sneaky top 10 team by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They're very sure. that they're that talented. Grindersleeve and Batson, they're in their bracket. You worried? I mean, it's going to be really hard to repeat what they did, but no, they're still a top 10 team. I don't think anyone would expect them to repeat what they did. I think this actually is probably a good sign. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, hey, they're in the mix. Still, they're in the bracket. Good. You're one or two wins away from... all the names yeah. ahead of you. Yeah, you're like probably just a couple bags away from making it to the finals. Correct. I, you just want to start seeing, um, again, as the national gets closer, I'm sure we're going to see these two throwing a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean, and Grinders, again, Eddie's at a different point in his life. He's got kids. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's probably not able to get out and throw as much as he would like, but he is about as uh, he's like a consummate pro. You know he's what I mean? Gamer, like he's, dude. Yeah. He he's just, just going to show up, up every and... single week and he's going to put it out. So he's just great. Um, other notable teams, Noah Almanza, Jacob Trzinski, they had a very nice showing third in the bracket, Nate Voyer and Landon Crabtree. Um, I had not seen Landon throw a whole lot before. He has a crazy like pre like throw routine. He like spins the bag, grips it and goes right into a throw. It's soup. I mean, it's rhythmic. Yeah. You know what I mean, but it's, it always makes me wonder like, how is he getting like the same grip every single time? You know what Maybe I mean? That's like, the point. Yeah. I mean, it's a super talented player though. He's got all the shots, Jacob Gore and Hunter Thorne. Uh, they did, very solid again. They're in the bracket. So overall, again, this is a pretty freaking stacked bracket. I mean, just the whole tournament was pretty freaking stacked. Yes, it was. Hell yeah. Top right. to bottom. Top to bottom. All right. So let's go into, let's do the bag reviews first. Okay. 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 And it's not just making them smaller. They completely reshape them. They make them more supple and symmetrical. I got to catch a glimpse of these warlocks. Let's make a move. And this bag review is brought to you by Gnarly Boards. If you are in the market for a brand new set of pro quality boards, because your boards at home, they currently suck or they're chipped or your kids were sitting on them and now they just, they just don't work and your bags aren't falling in the hole. Well, guess what? You go to gnarlybags.com. They can hook you up. Custom set of boards. If you use code big ASP, you're going to save yourself some money. So go to gnarlybags.com. Grab your set of boards today. All right. So up today, we have two sets of bags by 21 problems. Um, first time I've ever, we've ever had bags from them. They were kind enough to break them in for us. How I like, cause then again, I just, w- I want to be able to feel what the bag is going to do at its full potential. Yeah. I'm going to say we went to a blind draw the other night. We just stopped by, kind of get some mm-hmm. content, talk some business. And then, um, a few pro players were there. We brought these bags in to kind of throw, test them out. And they were all raving about them. They're yes. like, Oh shit. These feel like really good. Yeah. These are like, these feel like some of the best, herringbone bags I've ever felt in my life. All right, so you have the Evo bag in your hand. I do. Take it away. I do. So Evo, um, like I said, herringbone with a familiar fast side. Um, probably, so you're looking at like a four 
eight nine ish. Yeah, um, herringbone. I mean, four and a half, five. I mean, we yeah. we all know what it is. It's herringbone carpet, and we got the all white herringbone, which is always clean looking. It is gorgeous. Um, yeah, so really nice high tight um, finishing seam at the top. Um, I like the weight of his bag. It's got a little bit of arse to it. Yeah, but it's really like the way he broke it in. I mean, it is really floppy and ready to rip already. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly flat disc. Yeah. I mean, if it's blended, it's very minimal, but it's mostly flat disc. Um, yeah, smaller template in general, yeah. but it plays really nice. It and again, really I'm not nice. a hybrid. I'm not a, a herringbone guy at all. Um, and we threw these w- up against the Elite Pro Snipers, yes. which will be a review here coming soon. But um, these were remarkably smaller than those. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like compared to like it was pretty impressive they still meet the specs though oh um, yeah for sure but very very good bag um not stamped yeah it actually has the no stamp 2024 <laughs> in the corner <laughs> which is hilarious um but all in all dude like great craftsmanship um if you're a herringbone guy and you're, you're in the market for just something new um you don't you don't care about stamps but you want to try out something Listen, I'm telling you what, once these bags break in, they, they're among the best feeling herringbone bags I felt in my hand. And it's not just us. It was other people that were saying that and testing out the bags with oh, us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, for a company that I've never seen their stuff before, super impressed for the first Very one. Very impressed. Yeah. High, high closing seam. Um, I mean, about average width, I'd say, you know yeah. what I mean, for an opening. Um, but nice rounded corners. Um, just smooth. It just no, no kind of uh puckering around the, the edges. Sometimes when they get, when they round it, it's really nice bag, man. This is really well done. Very, uh, pleasantly surprised. Absolutely. I'm so design score, I'm going a hundred, man. I think this is sick. Um, the white carpet yeah, just, just does it. hundred. It's got like the Louis Vuitton, like melty drippy. Yeah, man. Multicolor logo on the top. Like it is very, very gorgeous. Hundo performance for me. Um, Remember, I'm not a herringbone fan, um, but these are good when I can throw them hard enough. I'm going to give them a 74. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to keep in in mind that I'm not a big herringbone fan, but I did like throwing them. Like, I liked how they're, again, it's a me thing. I just got to throw it harder. Yeah. When I've been throwing a bag that's consistently faster all the time. I'm expecting it to move up the board more than it does. And these just, it just does what for me, what herringbone does. I'm still going to give it a good score. I'm going to give this an 83. Okay. I, I did. I think it deserves that score. It performs really I well. I, the next bag. Yeah, so much I do. And that's that what I'm saying. This other one I liked even better. This is going to be the one for me. Surprisingly, that is going to score very well. Um, All right. So we have the 21 problems. The next one is called the fallen. It's got a fallen angel on it. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So this is um, what you would call. So both fabric materials have been out there forever, right? Yes. So you have like the widow esque slow side paired with the viper slick side. So it's a it's up there. Now, if you've listened to the show before, I am a huge fan of this material when it is flipped. This side is is fine though, right off the bat. Yeah. It's good. It's just it's just a preference thing. Once the bag fully was broken down. This is a bag that I am super comfortable throwing. One of my favorite bags of all time, the Inferno, is is basically this mm-hmm. what we're holding right now. And the fill and the the feel what we were just talking about from the first bag, the feel of it, it, it just it works really well, man. Like this it is does. a I, I threw this very well. I like this. We both like this a lot. Yeah, honestly, like, like if we were going to a regional and we could throw this, we would throw this. I'll throw it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a 
I, I for some reason, man, the speed of it was just perfect for me. Yeah. Like it was like I was throwing the bag very, very well. And um yeah, I love the template of it. So speed wise, we're gonna call it like a yes. six nine. Yeah, exactly. Seven nine, something like that. But I mean I wouldn't go up to seven. I don't think it was that fast. We were on a little bit slow boards though. Um, sure. Yeah, all in all, I was uh, I was a big fan. I liked throwing them. Yeah, again, it just it grabs well. Although it is a it is a pretty rounded bag. It does play well, and again, it flattens out nicely. Yes. So it does play bigger than what it feels in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, super super melty. Yes, it gets. Um, I mean, it gets by the hole. It's falling. It's not going to hang up on the hole. Both sides are that slick. I mean, really, with this kind of bag, this is one of those bags that you don't even really need to flip over ever i don't no, think it's it's pretty much ready to rip for you but i just yeah it's um it just hit right man it felt it just feels like home in is my there, hand. Is there, again if you were a slick <laughs> bad guy you like something a little faster right maybe you don't throw a perfectly flat bag you're looking for something that's unstamped 21 problem uh the, uh, falling it's it's gonna be right in your wheelhouse i promise you yep and 21 problems man they're Surprising. Ain't one. I'm going 100 percent, sure. uh, 100 again on on the design. Dude, I love the, it, man. The print of the angel is so clean. On that's the what front. I'm saying. Like, that's is... what's so impressive to me is for a smaller bag company. Yeah. The, the level, yeah, everything. the level of printer that they're these guys are getting now is crazy, and I don't know if that's just overall technology getting better or people investing more to get better. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's technology's gotten better. Okay, I mean, because sure. this is beautiful, man. Yeah, like this is like a work of art. Prints really, really on nice. both sides. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because like on that the slower but side, you can was, print on it. But smart to like not go overboard on this. Correct. One, you know, yeah, like didn't throw in too much. Don't do the extra details. color and detail. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful um, though. Yeah. And then, um, dude, my I'm gonna give it an 85 performance. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I figured you're going up there. Yeah, I'm gonna go 84. I'm gonna go right below it. It's not my favorite fast bag of all time, but I would feel very comfortable throwing yeah. this. This is a bag again. I'm telling myself going into it. Don't do anything but shoot airmails and fucking pour bags in the hole. Mm-hmm. Don't try to cut it. I'm not trying to do anything fancy. Just put bags in the you hole. You can cut it though. You can. No, you absolutely yeah. you can. I'm just. I know I for know me for your internal struggle. You yeah. Just, say, just don't just don't pour bags in the hole. Just Except get in that rhythm. Find your four bags yeah. in front. I can wheel it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. You want to do the dramatic readings? Sure. Let's do it. In a world where being bags have brought men to their knees. Social media serves as sanctuary for keyboard warriors. Time for the dramatic readings. And as always, the dramatic readings are brought to you by Big D Bags. Everyone loves a set of Big D's in their hands when they're a big-ass fan. So why don't you jump on that bandwagon and get your hands on some big old D's. Everyone likes the girth of them, so why don't you try them out? Go to BigDBags.com and get some today. Addicted to Cornhole. Tim Morrissey. Alex Rawls versus Gavin Cano. Counted 27 footballs by Alex Rawls. Now, at the time that I saw this, it had like 78 laughing emojis and already like 80 or 90 comments. This absolutely blew up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely blew up. Um, It is. Okay, so Tim made a comment at some points like, hey, he was like, don't make fun of me. I'm not here to make fun of you. 
I so I went back. I saw your post, and that forced me. I'm like, okay, I, I got to go and see. What's yeah, their 27 foot files? Like Jesus Christ! All right, so let's go over and look at this. So I did watch it, and 100 percent, like he does foot file quite a bit. If we were going by the letter of the law, yeah. Currently, that the ACL came out with, where you are allowed to step over the line, but one foot has to be remain planted or in contact with the ground the entire time. Uh, he he did break it quite a bit, right? Was it 27, Sean? Did you I, count? I, I didn't count that. You didn't many. have your clicker. Ready to go? I mean, the round. I think the match lasted like ten rounds or something. If you're really nitpicking, maybe it was twenty-seven. I don't know. What it comes down to is like, I think that it is. If it's egregious, like where you're stepping across and you're bothering the other player, like taking them out of a rhythm, then it can be an issue. The stepovers that like and the like the rule breaking in quotes that Alex was doing wasn't anything close to the board. It was always like that back foot was kind of just like flopping around. Yeah. Like, yeah, he steps through when he throws a cut and stuff, but, like, it didn't really affect the outcome of the game. Like, he still had to throw the back. He still had to make the shot to do it. And there have been a, there were several pros, and I think Noah Wooten even said something about, like, pros not even caring. And he came back and replied saying that it's not that they don't care. It's that, that they're so locked in, they could care less about what their opponent's doing. Yeah. Like, they're not looking at somebody's foot. And if they're looking at the foot, you probably already lost the match. They're anyways. only seeing the hole. Yeah, correct. Like that's all they're looking at. You know, it's tunnel vision kind of thing. Yeah. So it is. So I post up just you know in PGA right in golf. If you're watching an event on TV, you can call into the PGA and you can make your complaint. Yeah, you can. And you'd be like, hey, I think a grain of sand moved, and you should go and check this out. And I think he grounded his club, and he's an asshole. So yep. kick him out. <laughs> um, can you imagine if they did that for the ACL? I would love it. I would love to be. I would love to be a fly on the wall of the trauma center that would need to answer all of the calls. Where do you stand? Okay, so where do you stand on this, uh, where it is right now, the current rule? Like, are you cool with it? Like, they, in a match like Alex Rawls, like, did it, you watched it. Yeah. Did it. Did it bother you at all? Like, do you think it affected the outcome in any way? No, it doesn't really bother me. Like, and I get, I get what people are saying, but I there's rules for a reason. If you're not, if you're not going to enforce them, why have the rules? Like, I get that, but right now, the rule is the your opponent has to request an official. Yeah. He could, at any point, Gavin Cano could have stopped the match, could have gone over, requested an official, and be like, "He needs to stop stepping over the line." He mm-hmm. could have done that. That is within his right. My question is: Are we going to see that in a national this year? Are we going to? Are we going to get somebody to request an official because somebody is stepping over the line? Think, and and if will. they do, are they going to take a world of shit? Because we know it goes up and down. Yeah, you're going to complain about people stepping over, and then people are going to get just destroyed online if they actually request it. Yeah. Right. But hey, if you're looking for an advantage, that's a cheeky one. Why not take advantage of I it? I mean, let's not forget Devin Harbaugh, Derek King, they challenged the fucking bags yeah. at a, at the world championships and almost fucking and shut down the fucking thing. Yeah. And it backfired on them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So like I, I come, I get both sides. I completely get that the rule is this and he's breaking the rule. Why aren't they calling it? But the rules state that the opponent must request the official. Yeah. Or the presence of an official has to be made known before the match would even start. The official was not watching that match, whoever was there. The commentators are not the officials, despite what everyone thinks. Their job is just to commentate on what they see. I mean, I They're saw really... Wally say like that he'll never commentate and be the official. No, just you can't. Do it. Just do it, man. You can't, Just though. do it, man. There's some sort of a bias there, though. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of like my stance. Like, if it affects the outcome, like when... Not to throw him under, but like when Tyler Parent, when this whole thing really came an issue, and that one match where like where he was like clearly stepping over the midline of the board, 
affecting uh, Duncan Clemmer's throw. Like then, to me, yes, that is that should be called. Yeah, that's egregious. That's something again. Or Duncan should have requested an official again. Yeah. But if it's something so small where his back foot was just lip- lifting up and kicking out to the side, like uh, guys, let's let's really just take a breath. It did not affect the outcome of that game. Even if he moved back three inches, he's probably still making those shots. Yeah. Like they're that good. Like Could eventually you, they're going to have to do something because the game think is, the I think it's almost getting too easy and it's getting too boring. Yeah. They may need to think about moving the boards back or something. Like really moving it back or making, making the hole smaller. I'm thinking making it wider, making the the player lane wider and just making him have to throw from a steeper angle. Oh, that'd be kind of sweet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, I, I that's kind of where I fall on it. I don't what think it's it was, like as a big a deal as. What if it was a moving platform? No. I think that'd be sweet. You think it would be sweet? I do. You're just trying to make it harder. I'm trying to give you ideas. Um, moving. Towards. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, some random stuff. Just making sure I got everything I want to talk about. Um, oh, wait, what was your opinion on the Tony Smith shot that everyone's touting like it's like the shot of the year? I mean, it was a good shot. I know, like I think again, like uh, it was a crazy good it shot. Was, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think it, it made it, it a could better be shot, shot of the year. Will he, I be disappointed if it's shot of the year? Hell yeah! I think it, it does it make it better because he had to hit it to kind of stay alive. Like I th- do think that helps a little bit. It does help. Yeah, it bolsters it up a little bit. I I, I guess when I say I don't think it was shot of the year. I, could it be nominated at the end of the year for shot of the year? One hundred percent. Do I think it's going to win? No, I just think something cooler is going to happen. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it wasn't like the coin slot. I mean, it wasn't something like crazy like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know either. And if it, if uh, if you did k- get some sort of feedback for a little bit, Dane's heater kicked on. It was like louder than usual. So well, we don't know. yeah. So I, we don't think you were picking it up. So well, I repaired my heater. If you oh, remember, you were, oh, so that's right. Yes, now it's oh, just correct. like crazy loud down here. So we might have to. I don't think you was picking it up, that. but just let us know. It was it. picking it up a little bit. So all right, uh, you want to cue the rap horn? Do I ever? Yeah, went too oh. far. for good measure reach us at instagram and twitter and youtube at big ass cornhole and facebook at big ass cornhole podcast thanks again to our sponsors visit dragonbags.com drop code big asp 12 to get your hands on some fire bags from dragon bags and cornhole coffee to get that morning pick me up go grab your beans over at cornholecoffee.com code big asp saves you 10 percent want to give a quick shout out to um black sheep baggers all right, go to blacksheetbaggers.com, use code BIGASP, and you can save yourself some money. Stop throwing ugly bags. And you can do that by going to Black, Blackjack Cornhole, blackjackcornhole.com, use code BIGASP, and you're going to save yourself some money. And if you go to gnarlybags.com, you can grab yourself a sweet, sweet set of pro-level boards. Go to gnarlybags.com, use code BIGASP, and you're going to save yourself some money. And Big D-Bags, don't be a Big D-Bag. Just throw them over at bigdbags.com. Uh, Patreon. If you're asking yourself, God, these guys are just incredibly good looking and their voices are so sexy. How can I support them? Well, you can, if you go to patreon.com slash big ass cornhole for the price of a beer a month. Okay. You can continue to feed Dane. Mm. All right. I'll keep, uh, I'll keep That's nice beers flowing over here for Dane. Yes. How about that? All right. So you go to patreon.com. It's an area where we can post bonus content. We have uh monthly happy hours, bag giveaways and more. So go to patreon.com slash big ass cornhole. We'd greatly appreciate your support. Wanted to shout out our newest member. Shout out to Daniel uh, Poppernack, Nicholas Lofman, Travis Merrill and Dale Dorman. 
All great names. Hell yeah. I mean, those are like Patreon names. Oh, yeah. Those Welcome names to the right Asshole Clan. We greatly appreciate your support. Hope to see you guys on a Patreon call. Yeah. And so this interview with Jake Brannon, really excited for it. Um, he was uh, calling the matches in Mesa this weekend. So he had a kind of a first, uh, kind of the best view in the house of everything sure. that was going on. Um, but yeah, really talented player, new member of the ACL broadcast team. So interested to find out a little bit more of him and we'll have uh, we have plenty of fun, random shit lined up. Oh, I just, uh, pulled a whole bunch of cards out that were delightful. Yep. So yep. Um, we'll have some fun. I did want to give a quick shout out before I forget the cornhole cobbler. They are it. So it's like this guy, uh, one of the guys is, uh, from Delaware is doing like a write up of all their league stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Facebook, go check out the cornhole cobbler. Some of the, like the articles and stuff they write. Super funny. Pretty funny. And we're sponsoring nice. it. So hey, why not? Shout out to those boys that are in there. Uh, keep up to the good work. Like it's really it's it's funny stuff. Yeah. I love, and love and it. it's a lot, a lot of work goes into it. It's like a recap of like their like league's performance and stuff. It's like it's very well done. A lot of time goes into it. So shout out to the cornhole cobbler. I like it. Hell yeah. All right. So stay tuned. We're gonna be joined by Mr. Jake Brannon in just a second. But make sure, as always, you throw it straight. That's nothing but four baggers from here on out. Cornhole it. Later. All right, welcome back to the Big Ass Cornhole Podcast. We are now joined by Mr. Jake Brandon. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. Happy to be here, man. Got to start it off real quickly. I know I watch the show a lot. Please. One of my favorite segments, What Are We Drinking? Yes. I happen to join you guys. Please. Nothing too fancy, just a, just a nice little Michelob Walter. Hey, but hey, listen. I'm happy to, Cheers. Happy to Cheers, be here. Bro. It's going to be fun. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Um, So you have uh, kind of just... You've had an exciting like last month or two, man. You're doing a whole bunch of the ACL broadcast stuff. Now you're on the ACL podcast, I know. So just walk us through like how did all this kind of come about? Man, yeah, I'm I'm super fortunate. I'm super thankful. I mean, if you wanna if we wanna talk through how it all started, I mean, way back when twenty twenty one, you know, I went to a conference event, uh, the Atlantic Conference, and I saw that uh, uh Mike Morton and Allison Baldwin were setting up a live stream for it. Um, that's what I went to college for. I was a journalism major in college. So I see that and I was like, oh man, commentating Cornell. That sounds like so much fun. I love Cornell. That's like, and so I like, kind of like creeped in there. I was like, Hey, uh, do you guys need any help this weekend? And they were kind of like the nonchalant. Oh yeah, whatever. Like we get time, whatever. Kind of trying to brush us off, but I was really persistent. Um, and I also wasn't good at Cornell back then. So when I was out of the tournament, I would just go up to them and be like, Hey, I'm here. You guys want some help? And they're like, all right, fine, whatever. Let's give them a shot. And I guess I did good enough to the point where uh, I'm driving home that Sunday after the conference event and they shoot me a text and says, hey, uh, we're going to be setting up a live stream for all four nationals this upcoming pro season. Do you want to join us? And of course, I was like, hell yeah, I want to join you. That sounds like an awesome experience. Um, you know, and from there, it kind of took off. I go to all four nationals and then the year after that, you know, uh, Wally starts bringing me into wanting to do more stuff with him. So then I start going to a couple of opens and then fast forward to this year. Now I, uh, you know, I, I officially have a contract signed with ACL. I'm working for them. I'm going to, gosh, probably eight or nine opens this year. I hope to go to all the pro events this year as well and the world championships, obviously. And it's just been it's been a crazy couple of months. I mean, I've also been able to get on the around the ACL, the podcast which has been uh, so much fun getting to work with, you know, Trey and Anthony and Michelle and all them. So it's, it's been a blast these past couple of months. I'm super thankful, super fortunate. Now, before you started doing the commentary for Cornhole, did you have any experience doing commentary at all? Or it's just something that you're like, Oh, I think I could be good at that. Yeah. I mean, very, very scarcely. Uh, like I, I think I went to like a regional in like 2019 and somebody had a, I think it was Michael Woodring shout out Beltway baggers had a really crappy setup and he was just like hey uh you can commentate if you want i was like 
sure. Like I had always been obsessed with uh, commentating and journalism. So I was like, you know, this would be pretty easy. I know a lot about Cornell and I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and Michael said, I did a good job. Everybody that listened to me said I did a good job. And I'm a big words of affirmation kind of guy. So I was like, okay, it's people like me. Let's keep this, yeah. keep this going. <laughs> we got to keep the love fest going for sure. Um, so this weekend you kind of had like the front row seat. All right, let's just jump into this stuff. You have the front row seat to the finals match. So a few things, all right, we'll get to the juicy stuff in a minute, but so you had Alex Rawls, Gavin Cano. Did you have a sense, obviously like when you're commentating, you can't like let this on, but like, did you have a sense like early in that match? Like, did you just like posture wise from Gavin just kind of seemed like it just went away real quick? Yeah. From, from a, from a outsider's perspective. Yeah. Um, I knew it was going to be hard to beat Alex. I could tell from on some Saturday, him competing in doubles. Um, and then even going back to the last open in San Diego that he was on a mission, um, you know, and not taking anything away from Gavin, but I think I going into it, it felt, it felt to me personally, like it was Alex's tournament to lose. I mean, the kid was just slinging it. Uh, it was fun to watch. It was really impressive to watch, but I mean, I think just a couple, you know, unlucky breaks, a couple bad shots, um, kind of just started to snowball for Gavin that ended up just getting him really down mentally and emotionally. And when you're playing somebody as hot as Alex Rawls was at that second, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible to come back into that. And which Rawls I, has which like that killer instinct that. too, but like almost like that sneaky, like he enjoy it. It seems to me like he almost enjoys watching the other person suffer oh, just, yeah. just a little bit. You know what I mean? Like there's a little bit dark darkness in there yes. hidden, yeah. hidden inside. Like I feel like, you know, like the subtle, cause if you ever watch when he hits a good shot, he always looks at his part, like his opponent, just a quick, like little, like, Oh, did you see that? Like, you know, like, Oh, yeah. like I just want to see his reaction kind of thing. Like, cause if he's yeah, no, apart, for like, sure. you know, he feeds off it, but not just that. He'll also like, kind of like gander, like look around yeah. to see if anybody like saw what he just did. <laughs> but no, I, I 100% agree. He's that type of person who will show no mercy. He will take the knife and stab it through your heart and then do it 75 more times to make sure you're dead. Yeah. But he's going to give you, give you a fist pump and tell you a good game afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. For, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. for sure. Swell guy. Also, got to give him credit. He gives a he gives a heck of an interview. We we brought him over afterwards to talk, and he he was he was great. Shout out to him because like um that's one of the big things as a as a live streamer as a commentator, um you know trying to get a lot of these pros and these cornell players more comfortable behind a microphone. And Alex has shown that he's he's gotten really good behind one. So props to him. Yeah, I mean he's had a lot of practice too. You know what I mean? Like it's it true. happens yeah. when you make yeah. you know the finals yeah. a lot of national <laughs> stuff. So you get a little bit more comfortable. No, but. I think he's finally getting comfortable in his own skin. And I think this year him getting to be like the alpha dog in like a doubles team. I mean, no, I mean, this is not a shot at Derek Allen at all. We all know how good he is, but like, he's going to be the one a, you know what I mean? And you know, there's no more, like he doesn't have to look for a fucking approval. Like go be Alex Rawls. Like you already know you're a stud regardless. And when he was playing with Trey Birchfield, he's always going to be like that little brother. I feel like in that relationship. So I kind of like seeing a switch up and I think that they're going to be a very, very, difficult team to handle when it comes down 100%. to the pro national time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, like you always, uh, you always look before start of a season when players uh, switch bad companies, you always think that they're not going to be like, we're, you have the thought in the back of your head, like, man, I, I hope he doesn't regress. I feel like in this situation it's the exact opposite. Correct. He switched over these AAR rippers and I don't, I'd be surprised if he loses at all. <laughs> He's throwing them so well. He can do literally whatever he wants I mean, with them. He, and he it's incredible to see. He manipulates hybrid carpet better than any other person I've seen to date. Yeah, you hit that it perfectly. We impressive. actually talked about it in our first part is just um, 
Exactly that point. It's yeah. like he was really good with like a pro sniper, right? But there are some limitations when you do like a flat disc faster in quotes back, right? But then you put a, a like in quotes, like a carpet material in his hand. And now he can do all those stuff. Like he's rolling it. Like it was just like it was a normal shot. I mean, it was, it was yeah. very, and very he impressive. he can just stroke with him too. Yeah. I mean, like, he's going to be trouble, man. But we've already knew yeah. that. Like he was a top five player going into it. He had surgery. But now he like those questions are gone. So now he automatically takes his spot right back up there, yep. top three players right now. Hundred percent. Well, and 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 that was a big thing. Like you could tell in singles match, he was still walking with the limp. So he's not even a hundred percent yet. What's going to happen in a month or two when he's fully healed? Correct. I, I mean, he's already. It feels like he's already at a ceiling. What's the next step above? He's already won singles. He's already smoked everybody. What's next? Here's my here's my thing. So obviously Alex Rawls is crazy talented, but I want to see who is the hottest player two weeks before the national. It's still a long time away, man. We're still uh, a month away and a lot can change from then. So look at look what happened last year. Right. Justin Burton Jr. Just happened to go on an absolute tear for like a month. Right. Where he just couldn't be beaten. Came down to earth a little bit, you know, after national two, you know, had a nice run lost. But then after that was an like an okay season, like a very solid rookie year. Or you had like. Alec Ryan, who looked yeah, like he couldn't exactly. be beat. Correct. We thought going he was at the, the beginning next, yeah, of correct. last season. And then so, Nationals again, I'm not happened. saying that Alex Rawls is that guy. He's already shown that he's a top five guy. But I'm just like going into like a lock, like where he's going to win. Like, I think like it's still a little early. Now, if he goes on and wins like two more, like, oh, shit, like hey, you might out. be right. Like, he might just not lose. It's like he might he might be having one of those crazy awesome years. But we'll yeah. see. There's always there always seems to be someone every year so far. Yeah. Every year, every year. I mean, even earlier this year, what about Ethan Walker comes out, sweeps and open. Correct. Looked untouchable. Yep. And I mean, now, I mean, obviously he's still great, but he's kind of like falling back, back down and into the, into the pack with everybody else. Yeah, correct. It's just, that's what's to me has always been impressive about Alex is that he, his level of consistency. I mean, there was at one point like where he didn't finish worse than like second in his bracket for like the first like seven nationals or something crazy like that. Like, I mean, he is just widely consistent. So it's, he's just a hard out any, anytime he's going to play. So no, I do agree. He's, he's pretty crazy, but he did stir up a little bit of controversy this weekend. Um, again, you even mentioned it in the broadcast, you brought it up. All right. So I'm going to blame you a little up. bit. He was frequently yeah. in by the letter of the law. All right. How it is written right now. He did foot foul quite a bit. Now, is it a still a foot foul if there's no official present? Well, no, really, right? I mean, that's kind of what I that's kind of where yeah. I'm standing on the whole thing. No, I, there's it's players got to players got to police it. What What are your thoughts yeah, about the sure. whole thing? I mean, watching. I mean, it's a it's pretty apparent. And now he wasn't doing no, anything yeah. to dis- distract Gavin, but I mean, it was it was a foul. Yeah, I uh, if I could go back, I probably I probably wouldn't have said anything yeah. just because you know like we were it's like we were in a law like we were having good and I look you over validated at my a lot Corey. of people in the chat like that's what it was like you yeah. validated their thoughts yeah. and then they all came out hot and heavy on it I'm like oh look at this for sure yeah um I remember uh, I remember I, I just I just got home today from Arizona I landed around one one p.m. Eastern time I open on I open up Facebook when I land, and one of the first things I see is a post on Facebook about Alex Woodfallon. I was like, okay, well, here we go. And then I look; there are almost four hundred comments under it. I was like, I was like, oh no! So then I immediately text Corey, the guy I the man I broadcast with. Shout out Corey Russell, and I was like, yeah, maybe uh, maybe I shouldn't have said said anything on the, during the broadcast because I kind of really opened a can of worms. But um, now I can I can really see it from both ways. I mean. Obviously, like, by the rule book, it is a foot foul. But also by the rule book, unless the player 
the opponent, in that case, Justin Burton Jr., calls it out and wants an official to come over and watch the match, there's nothing that anybody can do. There's nothing that can happen. So until that is until Justin Burton Jr. goes out of his way to bring over an official. I mean, you can't, you can't enforce it. What do you think think the Facebook community or just in social media in general would do if let's say in the finals, right? Alex in the first, in the first round or second round, he had a foot foul, like in his last bag, right? It was by the law. If he stopped the game and went over and requested an official, I just feel like he would just get eaten alive by the comment section again. Like there's a no win situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and, and you kind of saw a glimpse of it at uh, the Virginia Open between Devin Harbaugh and Jake or Devin Harbaugh requested an official to come over and watch his match. And you could see that the comments were just going at Harbaugh for, for calling him over. So it's kind of like a thing of like, um, you know, you can't win here. Like wh- who's right and who's wrong. Um, so it, it gets a little frustrating from a point of view, like from like my point of view, because I can see it both ways. So you're going to, no matter what happens, nobody's going to be happy. Nobody's going to, That's not everybody's going to be happy. Excuse me. So, uh, I mean, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a lose, lose situation. A hundred percent. So are, are you, was your one single comment on the broadcast about that foot foul being an issue? The reason why the ACL launched the officiating program? No, not at all. That, uh, that program has been in the works for obviously for a really long time. I'm just saying, um, they, they, did they have to launch it earlier? Because the timing was pretty convenient. Like it all happened. Like pretty much. Within, <laughs> we, and we didn't even yeah, get into couple, that in the episode. We so. didn't, we okay. didn't. Yeah, no, a couple of people have mentioned that to me, but no, it was, um, it was just, it was just a really weird coincidence. Um, that had, that whole initiative has been in the works for quite a while. They've done an outstanding job behind the scenes of getting everything going. And I, I think it's a really interesting initiative. I think it, um, I think it could help out. I think it really could change the game a lot. Do, you, but do we no, know? It's just a weird coincidence. Do we know anything like date wise? Like, are they like when they expect to have like the first batch of like officials ready? Like, is it is the target date like National One? Like, not off the top of my head. Now I haven't really had a, a, a big chance to go sit down and read through the entire thing. But um, as far as I, I'm aware, there's not really a, a set date yet. But you know, that's also you know. About my favorite. So I'm also <laughs> I'm also yet. very interested to see just pure number of uh you know volunteers, you know, participants that are actually gonna go through like this training. Yeah. There is there is payment, right? There's two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So if you're staying local to you, it might be worth your time. If you're not listen, I'm donating a hundred bucks whenever I'm playing anyway, so Yeah, when when I make a little money back. But if if you're For asked sure. to then travel to certain events, I highly doubt that travel is going to be covered. Um, like, just like normal officials, right? Yeah. Like if you're a baseball guy, like you don't, or an umpire, right? You don't you're get driving to, out, and they pay you for the game, right? You don't yep. get travel time, and uh, all I that mean, kind sometimes you get mileage. Like college, okay. college games, I got mileage. Okay, okay, yeah. It was just, uh, it was just, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I think it's the step in the right direction if we want to legitimize what we're doing. Eventually, I think the goal would be to have an official at every court. That is going to be crazy expensive. Yes. But you need to have it. I think you need to have enough officials to make it comfortable for players to go over and request an official. Because right now, if you request an official, there's like maybe three qualified people in the whole fucking building that can do it. Really? You know what I mean? That know all the rules. You know what I mean? But besides You'd be that, one of them. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be. I, I, don't, I don't think I know everything. Sean, your little, captain rule book. Get no, out of here. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not, but I, I do think it, if having more officials just readily available will make maybe pros might be more inclined to do it. I think eventually yeah. there's going to be a, 
like just don't step over the line. I think that would be the easiest thing, but then you wouldn't need officials. So then why would you roll this whole thing out? So to me, this is almost like a sign that like, Hey, we're not going to change the rule. The rule is where it is. There is a black and white phase for it. Now that this says the back foot must stay planted. I don't know. Maybe just, we're going to get to instant replay eventually. Can officials go to a monitor and zoom in on a foot? Cool. That's, is it lifting up? I mean, that that's awful. Ticky tack. Listen, if they get to that point, then just change the rule to, you can't cross the line. This is how I see it. And if if that ever happens, I want it to be as tacky as possible and be like bowling with like the infrared beam. We got to, we got to really set the standard. Oh my gosh. You know, (laughs) yeah, we definitely can't have bowling. Somebody, somebody crosses it, just like huge X just shows up like in the middle of the court. We can figure it out. (laughs) That would be crazy. I will say I am aggressively against making a rule that allows no foot fouling. Not not for not stepping over. I I personally believe that some of the greatest shots of all time throughout the ACL just happens to be when somebody steps over the line. So I I agree to a sense that there should be some. I I like the idea of making the rule that you need to have your back foot planted. Um, and I like because you look at kids like Ryan Trader. He's fixed his throw where he does it perfectly. He has that step over, but he keeps that back toe planted every single time. Um, so I like that rule. Uh, but yeah, I, I I like I don't like the idea of um, getting rid of the step over rule altogether. Because you look at players like uh, like like a Noah Wooten when he was in his prime a couple of years ago. I mean, he was he had a weird throw, but and he put his whole body into it. You take that away, I mean, what are you what are you doing? It's, it, it, I think it takes away from a lot of the fun for no, me my, personally. That's just. But me. my question is: Are those shots that you're speaking of impossible from behind the line? Then. I, they can't gain their momentum no, from further back. I'm just playing devil's yeah. advocate because, again, I no, don't no, care. I, <laughs> if you step yeah. over the line, like me as a player, I really don't give a shit because I step over sometimes, like barely, but like yeah. sometimes I do. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, but I I don't know. To me, it's just like if people are going to be that nitpicky about it and ACL is going to get so much yeah. shit about it, it's only getting, it's only getting figure this it out. polarizing because – the best players, like players that are among the best, are all kind of doing it. Yeah, a lot. Uh, if you look at most and of the it's top, it's a marked pros, advantage. I mean, you're yeah. literally shortening the distance you have to throw the bag. You're able to throw it harder from closer. 100%. I mean, that's I get it. Like that's it's kind of a a thing to and, and a tool the whole I, the one use. argument that I think is lazy, right, is the one where it's like, well, if you if you can't throw 27 feet, you need to go to the gym. Like, all right, that's okay. the guy that just stands okay. like squared Stop. up. And just grabs yeah. the bag by one corner and just flings it. Yeah. Like, you uh, know, you know that guy that he could pour him in. If we're but- <laughs> talking about overall fitness, like let's be let's be honest, ninety five percent of us are not exactly passing a physical fitness test these days. Oh, dude, so- I mean I mean look at look at the look at the game yesterday. Jacob Trzinski, he's probably the most fit dude in all of Cornell. And, and he has a lot of momentum in his throw too. It's Correct. just how it is. It's just how he throws a cornhole bag. And that's okay. I am completely fine with the current rule because again, it made it black and white where the foot had to be planted. Yes. When they added that in, I'm good. Okay, you have a black and white that something. So to me, with them adding the officiating in, to me that is a clear sign that well, they don't plan is, on taking the step this step rule out you at made, ever. Like they made the rule, so now they need to enforce the rule. As, as if you're going to do it, I know like players have to it, enforce okay. and stuff, but players also can't feel scared to Correct. enforce the rule. And I do think that there's probably some of that, yeah, a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But again, it, I mean, for sure, yeah. So it. It's it's never going to be just that gentleman's game where people are just like, dude, like your little step over is not like I mean, if the really, reason you're beating if we're me. Really like, going down to it. This is an age old ACO versus ACL thing. I mean, yeah. if we're really thinking like this is a lot of the old school 
cornhole guys that started in the ACO where you couldn't cross the line. I mean, fuck Tanner Halpert got called for a penalty. And when he won King of cornhole, yeah, like in the thing, the first round, it was on his fourth bag. He just threw it and started walking after cause he knew it was in, but it's, it was a football. You know what I mean? So I think that there's just some old school purists out there, but the game's going to evolve. It's going to pass them and they're going to be left behind just like everything else in this world. Yeah, we're not throwing uh we're not throwing canvas bags in anymore. We're not. Things have changed over the past couple exactly. years. I still think one um, national should have suede and duck on it, but that's just I would me. do it. Bring, bring back slide rights. I miss slide rights so much. I would love just having love a same bag tournament once a year. I think it would be, be entertaining. Yeah. I think we've reached a point in the sport where, like, you almost have to, but, like, no bag maker is going to agree to it. So let me, Jake, let me ask yeah, you. I, so, I'm a, oh, sorry. No, no, go, ahead, go, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was going to say, I'm, like, we're talking about bag manufacturers. I was a big, I'm a big advocate for believing that there are too many bag manufacturers nowadays. Um, and I, I commented on your one of your Battle of the Bags posts, but, like, looking at, looking at uh, the Battle of the Bags, that big bracket, I like to consider myself pretty savvy in the in knowledge of the world of cornhole. There are... There are quite a few bag manufacturers and types of bags that I have never even heard of before. <laughs> yeah, so it makes true. me think, I was like, do we really need this many bags? Do we really need? I mean, this yeah, many? at this rate, next year, we're going to have like well over 300 bags. In it. It's yeah. it's going to be. It's, in- I mean, every year it keeps growing and like yeah. they're getting more relevant. But um, I was going to ask, so is the game of Cornhole, in your opinion, is it going to get to a point where it's just, it's going to be hard to grow the general public interest just because like we're all, they're all like all the pros are just getting so good. Is it going to get boring? Like, do we need to do like eventually? I'm not saying anytime soon. Are we going to see a change in the game to make it more difficult at the pro level, whether it's they're moving the boards back, yeah. they're making the hole smaller, something along those lines. Like, the podcasts you, are already boring enough. How are we going to jazz the sport up? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I, I don't think that it will get more boring boring over time i just think they will start implementing and not like rule changes but like implementing other ideas and things to you know keep the audience engaged like what they did with the revamping of acl teams last year has in my opinion has skyrocketed uh the love for teams like you add you add cities you add states so people locally will start can start getting into them like i'm into it like i love like i know i'm biased but i love acl teams and what they're doing this year so you add things like that and you, and you can add other, other things like super hole so you get celebrities so you get outside people who don't know what cornell is and you're watching these celebrities play on tv like that's pretty cool um so i don't think they're going to end up like you know moving the board back to 28 feet because that would that would that would make it hard i think but um <laughs> i just think over <laughs> over the next couple of years uh, there there i think there are a lot of things that are going to be in place that will end up um you know, benefiting the sport a lot and getting more people involved and intrigued because I mean they've already done a lot within the past two or three years to help that case, and I think we're just going to keep getting bigger and better as the years progress. I'm also a big fan of teams, and at the end of last year, I found myself like I'm like, all right, I'm in. Like I'm a Ohio, I'm an I'm an aviator man. Yeah. Like let's ride or die, let's go. We knew a bunch of guys on the team. Like I really found yeah. it. And then this year happened. And they roll out like the the minor league teams. I'm like, okay, this is cool, right? This is cool. And then it's just like, and I know they're listening. So I, again, this is constructive criticism. You're falling flat again. Yeah, if I have a followers and it's hard podcast, to follow it, I follow this shit. Yeah. I I mean, I watch actively looking for stuff, and there is zero promotion of this stuff, man. I I never even know who the fuck is playing. Like if it's not going to be directly from the ACL, then the ACL needs to get pressure on those team owners or whoever is managing their Facebook accounts to then promote it themselves. Because I could not tell you right now who what teams. I'm assuming Arizona Burn 
just a wild guess, played at this last one. Couldn't tell you who they played. Couldn't tell you who's on the team anymore. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like they ended on such a high note last year. It seemed like it was going in the right direction. I'm, I think I'm just selfishly disappointed on like where it's at so far. Could it turn it around at nationals and stuff? Of course it can. I think it was a smart move to incorporate it in the ACL Open. And I, from talking to enough pro players, it sounds like that came from the pro committee as like an idea, as a collective whole. Like they kind of wanted like, hey, these makes for really long days. Maybe if we spread this out. You know, we don't have to deal with this much, but like, I feel like it's losing some of that lackluster that I had behind it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm there with you. I was going to say the exact same thing. So that's where I took the words right out of my mouth. Anyways. So, yeah, I, I will say that the inclusion of minor league teams and the things they have done this year is while intriguing, it can also be very confusing from an outsider's perspective. Oh, yeah. Like I'll, I'll admit, like there are some things like I was confused too. Uh, like I, there's just some times where I don't even know what's going on. I'm a live streamer. Like I'm, I'm I know the schedule. And I have no idea what's going on, which, um, you know, obviously isn't the greatest thing. But I guess the only thing I will say is I have a I have a strong inkling that once the first national kicks off, it will get a lot better because we'll start seeing more of these teams on on TV broadcasts. And uh, I mean, as well as more live stream content as well. Um, And I think it'll it'll start to make a little more sense earlier uh, later in the season. But, yeah, I do agree that there, there should be something that can. Uh, make it easier to follow and more fun to follow as well at the start of the season. The ACL is in a tough spot, right? Because obviously as an organization right now, a lot of their business model is driven by non-pro player participation, right? So you have to promote obviously like the open itself, but like, I feel like they're still, if they're going to be considered the league, right? Like right now they are. But like, and we're going to try to grow the sport in the pro division. I feel like there needs to be more ownership on them promoting that side of it and not always worry about the player participation. Fuck addicted to cornhole and all the chirps. Like worry about growing the sport at the pro level. Like that's what you're supposed to be fucking doing. I get that you want. Here's a secret. All right. No one wants to admit it. We're all going to still show up. Yeah. They're all going to fucking show up. You know why? Because we all like the game. Yeah, and there's nowhere else to fucking play. play. Our buddies there's nowhere like... else to play. So if you want to play. So like, I feel like sometimes like they forget that. And it's yeah. like promote the pros, like promote what is like, what are the end goal is we all want these guys to be making a million dollars and traveling the country and doing a tour in these, in these teams. We want this game to get bigger, but we can't be like worried about the, like the general public's opinion. Like fuck who I'm nobody like everyone on their opinion on addicted cornhole. It doesn't fucking matter. Make the decision. What's best for the growth of the overall pro division. At least that's my, I mean, that's where I'm standing right now, man. What a soapbox. Hey, listen, well done. That's it, man. Put me in a market. No, I mean, for sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with everything, everything you've said. I mean, the pros, the pros are what matters. We need to. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to put you in an awkward spot. I know you just like, so. No. Uh, it's just, no. I just over here like, God no, damn it. You're going to get so bad at me. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I should be going on that for right? so, No, you're good. No. Uh, uh, all right. So. I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm besides, still with it. Besides Alex Rawls, you've been to a bunch of the opens and stuff. Anyone else like, they maybe you weren't like super familiar with that you've been impressed with so far this season? Yeah, uh, two kids in the Pacific Northwest, Candler Bag and Hayden mm-hmm. Gonzalez. Right, literally right. no clue. Literally no clue either of them were in uh, in Myrtle Beach. Um, and then what? Candler comes in and wins junior singles in Hamilton, Ohio and San Diego. Yeah, did he miss uh, a bag? Like, I feel like he didn't miss a bag like either weekend, like in no, those divisions. No, no, no. It's just crazy. Ridiculous. And, and then you have Hayden Gonzalez, who comes out of nowhere, uh, double dips Joe Neistat in Hamilton, had a really good run this past weekend in Mesa, too. I mean, look, 
I'm telling you right now, these specific, like the Pacific Northwest and the West Coast in general, these kids and the talent they are producing is freaking nuts. I mean, just this weekend, I wasn't the Pacific Northwest, but um, you had Levi Haddock win his open singles bracket, beating Kayla Batts. Never heard of the kid before yesterday. If you so, freaking I mean, we knew of him just because we've gone to like a few TCL events. He's done very, very well down in the TCL events. So like he's sure. he's kind of like a, if you're like from Texas, like you would have known him. But outside of there, yeah. you don't. You know what I mean? And 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 a lot of the comments made me aware of that as well. Yeah, so, yeah. But, and so I mean, uh, and I guess it's on me for not you know growing my knowledge outside of the ACL, but it's too many players, uh, man. But he was, it was, it was surprising. I think uh, the West coast is definitely catching up. Like I think it's now an even ground, right? Like five years ago when we first started, like maybe again, again, now that I'm like thinking through it, maybe it wasn't so much that the talent discrepancy, but maybe it was like the coverage and there weren't as many players. Yeah. There weren't as many places playing the sport. It's just getting more relevant out there. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah, it's definitely catching up. I completely agree. They're definitely kind of a hotbed for a lot of the younger like generation that's coming up seems like a lot of them are popping up through there for sure. Now, I mean, obviously the top two States right now are still Florida and Texas, but I mean, you got to keep an eye on California. They're getting, they're getting really good, really fast. But Ohio is the top rated PPR player in the country. No, Jeremiah second, Ellis. No, second. Yeah. Mac guys first, second Mac, Mac guys Mac first. Can By a lot. Oh, I didn't, it was, I was surprised. It was 10.45 to 10.35. Oh, was it? Okay. Never mind. Then. Wow. Oh, I didn't even Sorry, catch I'm a loser. I remember that. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised we're not talking more about Mac guy. I know he, I know a lot of people are saying PPR doesn't matter a lot. Um, and there's a lot of more, there's a lot more aspect into Cornell than just, you know, what we're seeing in the stats wise. But I mean, he's still the goat. Okay. Well, all right. So let's, let's, so, all right. let's talk about that guy. I all made right, a nice, I made a nice argument on this actually. Right. Um, Do you say so yourself? Yeah. Cause somebody posted <laughs> this on addicted to Cornhole recently. And my analogy was, did you know that, um, Albert Pujols played until 2022, and nobody t- nobody spoke about him toward the end of his career. But he ended up his final season batting like a 295 and had like 30 something home runs and just went out with an absolute banger of a season. Showed that he was still the goat, and I'm just like nobody talked about him, but he was still relevant. Like still yeah. made the All Star team, all this shit. Like it was just. I don't know. Just thought it was a good. I mean, talk, and, and if you talk to I'm kind of getting. He those, wants to be a, he, he wants to be the. It's goat. not the fun, sexy thing yeah. to talk about. Like cornhole is like a youth heavy sport. Yeah. I will always root for Mac out to win a national because I just think it's funny. So many people hate on him <laughs> that I'm just like I just yeah. wait for the comments to come in after it. Um, but yeah, no, I just. Yeah, well, his his rookie year. Um, his rookie year was my first year uh, working as an ACL commentator, and I was I was one of those dudes that was like, man, that guy. Who cares about him? Let's get some of these young bun, young guns into the broadcast. You know, he's he's won enough. Let's go, whatever. But now that all these kids have started to rise up and people have started to forget about Mac Guy, I would love to see him make a TV broadcast and pro singles. That would be that would be sick so, to shut up all these young kids who just do nothing but block and roll. And do you think that's that still possible? In the air What's that? Do you think that it's still sustainable? Like his game style. Like, do you think that's still in this current day and age, like with this crew, with this crop, where the rollback seems like it's just easy now for all of them? Can he still win a national? So I can see this in two different ways. Is it sustainable? No. But is it possible for him to get hot once at a national? Absolutely. Correct. I agree. Uh, I completely uh, agree. I, mean, yeah. I, I still think he has one of the best air mails in the game. 
so if he can if he can find it and lock in like we know Mac, I can lock in for just one tournament. I'm talking a hundred rounds of singles. He will be on an ESPN broadcast but this year. For the difference sure. now is like previously his his sixty five percent airmail was good enough to win a national. If he's going to be on to win a national with his style, I think he has to throw closer to seventy five. I mean, sure. you can't miss and, many. And you know what? I bet he knows that too. I bet he understands that the game has evolved around him and he needs to keep up to stay with it too. So I'm sure he's in his warehouse practicing thousands of airmails every single day. That's why he has the highest current PPR in the entire country. So he can uh, just to, to, prove, to prove to himself that he still has what it takes and to see what, if he can uh, prove it at a national. The problem is, so when Matt Guy first came in, even like his rookie season, right? The rollback was was there, right? But only so so many players. It really wasn't. It like was more crazy. like the wow shot. So Matt Guy was throwing at that time before really stats were keeping up. I'm sure he was like ten and a half, almost eleven. It's just like he is mm-hmm. now. Not, not not a whole lot has changed. The problem is the slowback players used to be like an eight and a half, maybe nine PPR. Now those same fucking rollback guys are averaging a ten anyways. So like that yep. gap is closed so much, and their DPRs are climbing because they can play that and hit like maybe the rollback percentage now. We at once upon a time the rollback was a safer shot because it was going to stay on the board. It wasn't going to go in the hole all the time as a high of a percentage okay, as an airmail. Like, yeah, fuck repeatedly. yeah. We saw we saw it again. And Alex Rawls. Yeah. Alex Rawls. I never thought I was going to see him throw a rollback before an airmail. Alex Rawls, and then he was doing it with ease. Yeah, with ease. That's what I'm saying. So like, I feel like that town camp. I completely agree. I feel like Matt guy. He can get hot at one national and just throw like an eleven. Like just some absurd fucking number all day, and they miss like three bags, and he's gonna win just because he's been there, done that. He's got to lock in. I feel like since he's been in the ACL, because he's had such a storied history, and like you know, we always joked about him being a rookie. He's come in the ACL as like a heel almost, right? He's been the villain. Oh, he's been easy oh, yeah. to root he's- against. So I feel like that's why we don't hear about him much because we, everyone like. He's fun to talk about when he's relevant, but when he's not relevant, people are kind of like deep down. I think there's a big population that are like they're okay with it. Now the yeah. old school diehard cornhole fans, his I mean, he's got a very loyal following. But I feel like if they're smart marketing wise, if I was Guy Nation, I was sitting there in a meeting with them, I'd be like, "Listen, boys, you are going to become the most hated doubles team in all of ACL because you're going to play into it and you're going to be loud and you're going to be proud and you're going to do your weird snake kiss thing after every match." You hit every airmail. I want you guys pulling out the purple cobras and you know whatever the hell you want to call it. You know what I mean, so I, I if, that would be my if advice. I'm, to if I'm Matt and Brett, I'm going back into the archives. I'm I'm looking up film of the old WWF Attitude Era yeah. and watch it with some of those heels do and how they act because that's exactly what they need to do coming into this pro season. Yep. It would be so good for Cornhole to have like a, a legitimate heel team that nobody wants to win. But if they can somehow, you know, get hot and win, man, every, everybody's going to watch just to want them to lose. Guy nation is everybody. still as a doubles team. You can't count them out because there is something to be said Ooh. about that chemistry. The oh, I already thousands know. I already thousands of them down to win a shootout. Thou- oh yeah, or they're a winning the shootout as a double team. But I'm saying at a national. That's his Brett guy's a shootout. Yeah, shootout dog. <laughs> yeah, but even at a national, I think that it's getting less and less every year. But I think that this first year that they're playing as a pro doubles team, Guy Nation still means something. Yeah, as like a headspace against teams that are stepping up. Like, oh fuck, we got to play Matt and Brett. 
there's still a little bit of that. Not as much as when Matt, nobody used to want to play fucking Matt. Yeah. Now everyone's like, all right, like I, maybe I can, he hasn't, he doesn't beat everyone anymore. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's leveled down, well, but they I, can still I, take advantage of it this year, I think. So well, I still take the the notion that facing Matt Guy in singles is everyone's Super Bowl still. 100%. You have to. So like yeah, he yeah. gets everyone's best game. Correct. It's really hard to win through yeah. a tournament. Guy Nation, though, is a Yo, doubles could, team. Not uh, Maybe yeah, not yeah. quite the weight that he used to have. They, they're one of my big question marks, because I know I think Brett Guy had a big off year last year. Um, him and Eric Davis didn't really do anything. So for me, it, it's it's focused more around Brett than it is Matt. If he can bounce back and you know fly fly with his father the way that he has been in the past, they are going to be tough to beat. But you know I've seen them compete in a couple of opens, and I haven't really been impressed with Brett. Not at least not yet. Correct. Um, so I mean we'll we'll see what happens, but I'd like I'd like a big step up from Brett this year. I think Brett is one of those guys that if you remember back to their rookie year, right? Brett and Eric had a national number one to forget, right? And then after that, he kind of locked in and kind of figured out this is still this is still like just early on. Like no one get, that's what I'm saying. Like we're still two months away from the season. Yeah. Brett guy might have maybe touched a cornhole bag once since Christmas. And I think he's also a gamer. Like when when the moment comes up, he tends to and just hit those shots. We talk like, we're talking about Brett oh, yeah, guy, right? He had a down year. You know who we don't ever talk about anymore? Eric Davis. Eric Davis. Like, does he just like does he play cornhole anymore? Like, are we? Is he still a thing? Like, <laughs> he was the biggest name with that fire cornhole. Did crew, he have the dreaded youth cornhole curse? If we're Did he being find a girlfriend or something, if we're being honest with ourselves, <laughs> he's never quite lived up to the hype, right? No, I mean, yes, I mean, he's been successful in the shootouts with not on guy, the single side, but not, yeah, on, not, the not on the single side. He's side. never been quite that mm-hmm. guy. Like when he came over, he was dominating the ACO. I mean, he'll Dominated. forever go down as one of the guys that can hit the craziest shots out there. Yeah. But Still I think that's about my, as good as we're ever going to hear One of from. my all-time, this is going to go back in the archives, one of my favorite all-time matches I've ever seen is in the pro qualifier tournament, year number one, Tony Smith versus Eric Davis. Jesus Christ was at a yep. epic match when those guys were both throwing sticky bags and this was before everyone was just rolling shit. And you're like, how are they getting a bag to do that? Like, And they mean, and they mean to do that. Yeah, I mean they were. So Eric Davis is like to me. This is a big question mark here, man. Like, where are we? Like, are we? Are you still relevant? Like, or are you going to be like that guy that hits crazy shots every once in a while? You'll you'll make the highlight reel, but like, you're, you're nothing more than that. And I feel like so far that's so, in singles at least that's all he's been. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you guys a question then. Please, are you at all nervous knowing what you know what transpired with Eric Davis? Are you at all nervous coming into the season to see what Jeremiah Ellis can produce? No. Because he was the same way. Uh, he in single, was fantastic in singles, and smoked everybody in a different organization the year before. Singles and now he's coming in here. Was that in singles or doubles? I'll say singles. No, I don't. Because and the only reason is I think that Jeremiah Ellis is at a different headspace in a point in his life where he he decided to make this jump. And it's a it, listen, it's a financial commitment too. He's got family. He's got a wife and kids. So when he travels. He expects to win because like he knows that like, hey, that's money in our in my pocket. And I think he's motivated. I think he's I don't want to say he's doing this for like to show that like, hey, the ACO is still there. Cause like I, I think he's kind of moved no, over. He's since. Moved on, yeah. He is so desperate to show that he belongs among the best. Cause in his head, he's been there the whole time. He is better now than what he was three, four years ago when he was doing really well. And then yeah. coming off last year going into this, I, I don't have the concerns. I think that is he gonna win a national year one? That's we know we all know how hard it is, man. 
We know how hard it is. Now, if you're saying the benchmark is of success is only if he wins a national. I don't know. I, I He's my early season for rookie of the year. I mean, mm-hmm. I know like I know maybe that's not the I, I know he's got a popular fan base. I know Ryan Trader would be another one that would be up there. But yeah. we can say the same thing about Ryan. Again, we have not played an ACL national yet. We've not played a national opens are different than nationals. We see it all the time. So I feel more comfortable going in with Jeremiah as my early season. I honestly, either Jeremiah or Sammy Soto, or to me would be like my two favorites winning. Yeah. Going in what they've been through. No, I I agree. So I was, I was, I was curious to see what you guys say. I I 100% agree. I feel like this is so different. I, I I am all aboard the Jeremiah train. I think this dude has legit, talent i think his like you said his mindset his mentality in this game is one like we've rarely ever seen in the acl which is why i'm so excited for april to see what he can do in an actual legitimate pro event within the acl i cannot wait people he if you're not super familiar with him i'm sure by now most people have seen him play mm-hmm. if you're not really familiar with him he has more jordan power in him probably than anyone else in the league and i mean that by like he's not afraid to let you know when he's doing well yeah. you know i mean like he's not afraid to chirp a little bit and i hope we get to see that like i want the acl needs desperately another character and i'm not saying we he needs it. to ham it up just be yourself man yeah. just be it can't just, just be trevor yeah. brooks and again right? I, he's got the game style again not to like Hobble. He's got the game style that I think messes with a lot of people because basically your bag, as soon as it stops moving, the bag's coming out of his hand. You don't even have time to fucking process what no. the fuck just happened. And most of the time, he's rolling over your bag like, "What? Did, what the yeah, fuck just? All in? right, is it yeah. my turn again? Yeah, like, I think sometimes and- you can kill it like Damon Dennis, where you're like, "Is he still? All right, he's not napping. All right, we're good. Like he's still moving." <laughs> And then you have Jeremiah Ellis, who's just in a blink of an eye, he's throwing his next bag. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's almost like a test of endurance kind of thing. But and he's shown that he can beat a, a whole variety of like Mac guys. He can beat the roll bag players. So I, I feel comfortable with them going forward. For sure, yeah, I'm excited to see what he can do. Oh yeah, you want to get to some fun random shit? Yeah, I found this one. This, this fir- yeah, this first one I think it was right on top. Let me see. Okay, would you rather go on adventures with wild horses? Or wild dolphins, dolphins all day, dolphins for sure. Okay, yeah, so here's yeah. my thing: is we're not mermen, right? We can't breathe yeah, underwater. We still pick Sean, dolphins. I, I went like even though you're not gonna see anything, you're like cool. I legit, you can't hold your breath that long. I, I rode dolphins and they keep you out of the water just fine. Yeah, yeah I know that. That's, it's, it's, I rode okay. dolphins too. They're okay. they're awesome. Yeah. Okay. You don't you need to go grab, underwater. Yeah, you just, just, just grab onto that fin and be like, onward, buddy. <laughs> Like, well, where, where are you going? Like, you just oh, dude, just adventures. take me where? Yeah, adventures. Let's it, go. It, it, it go doesn't matter. Ocean. You're on a dolphin. Yeah, it doesn't matter where we go. <laughs> like, well said. Well said. I mean, wild you horse. All right, everyone thinks wild horses are safe. We had this argument actually on vacation. Wild That's, horses will buck and kick you clean in the chest and destroy your life. Dolphins want to be our friends. All right. <laughs> And dolphins are smarter too. Yeah, that they are. Smart. I'm not arguing. Right, I'm so just I, trying to play a devil's advocate. Guys. I have a I have a good question for all of us here. Please. All right. Should the cornhole season have an all star break? And if so, what events would they have? Oh my god, I love this question. Should the cornhole season have an all star break? And if so, what questions would they have? Like what? what like what? What events? Well, what, yeah. what yes. events? Yes. Yeah. What okay. contests? Um, I think you have to have a um length of time bag spinning on the finger. I like it. Right. 
mm-hmm. or maybe like an obstacle course. Like you have to like walk around like back and forth, like while spinning a bag on your finger, you clearly have to have like an airmail something right yeah. where the, I think the hole I'm, gets progressively smaller. Maybe I'm thinking like a, a legitimate sanctioned long distance competition. You do yes. you take like or kind of like a three point contest where we only take like a select few. You take maybe eight players. You start at what thirty feet. You got to make an air roll, and you keep going back and back until somebody misses. I think that can. I think that can. What be if you fun. do something like a three point contest? What if you like literally make an arc twenty seven feet around yeah, the board? And, gotta and they got to go spot up at those around. different spots and see if they can. That would I be actually that. kind you of I love that. You actually fun. you have the little carts in yeah. there. <laughs> Yes, we're coming up with. Oh, that's our next video. Yes, for that's sure. definitely our next video for yeah. sure. I, yeah, I, I would. Like I also would like to see these cornhole pros that we've only ever seen play cornhole try actual sports. Like, give me like a legitimate like basketball three point contest between you know Ryan Smith, Jacob Trzinski, Mark Richards, and then throw in like a uh, throw in like a Jack Gore or like a, a Kaylee Hunter or something like that, Dude, and just have see what more happens. fun than that. Like you gotta like I would I want like. Deborah Odom on the block. Give me like oh, David yeah. Dennis under the hoop. Like I oh, want. Yeah. You could do a. You could do a home run derby. I mean, come on. We could get. Man, I'm. I'm just like. I'm just spitballing here. We could. We could. It's gonna work. Yeah. No. I. Th- I do. Like I think that. we do a speed challenge. Who can throw the bag the hardest? Oh, that we would be kind of sweet. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, you have to have rules though. Like you have the standard ACL. Like you can step over the line. Yeah, but, but foot has to stay. Foot's got to stay planted. You can't be crow hopping. You could still crow hop. Yeah, yeah, and you could could you throw it overhand? What do you think? Okay, Dane. What do you think you're speaking? So Dane used to pitch. He does have a cannon on him, and I've seen him okay. throw underhand, like oh yeah, women's I like can... fast pitch softball, and it is pretty impressive. What do you think your speed could hit? You yeah, think if you I was going like ho hum, yeah, I think I could get yeah, like sixty five. That's what I figured. Okay. Yeah, all right. They're throwing a cornhole bag, though, not like a softball that's cornhole true. bag. Seventy five. You think seventy five? That's a lot. Yeah, that's real. No, that's I, what I'm thinking. I think, for, I think for a one pound bag, I think sixty five. I could get because you're also thinking like one pound bag. That means more torque and you can really rip that thing around easier than a softball softballs are not still that weight, heavy though. and it's more weight is actually going to help you that's why you can throw a baseball so hard because those little bbs are a little bit heavy yeah i'm trying to think what would the fastest throw i'd be shocked if somebody hit 70 like i'd be shocked you know what i mean like, i would be that, i would be well because are we throwing are we only throwing underhand yeah underhand right? yeah. yeah underhand i i would be shocked if somebody gets over 60 yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, we're working on that. Yeah, I'm gonna I, beat sixty right off the like dude, my first throw. It's gonna be like, oh shit. Okay. I, like, I mean, it's hard to judge because you don't really know. You've never thrown trying to throw a beanbag as hard as you can. So I don't know. Oh, I like. I would like to see that happen. I would pay money. Oh, quick math, like simple math competition. That'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like your you word just, problems you flash like, up. Just yeah. like it's just like <laughs> a two second flash card of the board <laughs> and what bags are on it. And, <laughs> What was the score this round? <laughs> player A has two bags in the hole. Player one has one bag in the hole, but three on the board. Like, what's the score? Like, that would be that would be a funny one. <laughs> Hell yeah. A player touches the bags before the round is over. Player three yes. has. I think you got to do the oh, uh, twenty-seven foot shuttle run. <laughs> that would be funny. You throw four bags, sprint to the other end, throw four bags, sprint back. Time. All right. Let's see here. I like that. I hope you're writing these things down. This could work. It's, it's, could work. it's all stored for the world. Yep, correct. It's forever uh, embedded in. Well, while we're getting to and- some of the listener questions, uh, Mike said, uh, "Let him know the broadcast in Arizona was on point all weekend. Great job." Um, hey, that was fun. That one, that wasn't even that that much me. I was all Corey Russell, man. He comes in 
with these inc- incredible inventions like he like um, not innovations like he set up these the new cameras the higher quality they look freaking great he brought these wireless mics so i could do those uh down and back interviews with during the commercial breaks man shout out Corey. he's a dog all right so there's a few questions that have me intrigued so i'm just gonna ask him uh hayden gonzalez wants to know why are you so bad at bowling okay all right so, so after here? we after we've been in shutting up uh tearing down last night we went to a main event which just has bowling yeah um so it was it was me hayden michael gonzalez Corey, afina delgado gavino and, and their son um Hayden was the worst. Hayden, I think, finished. No, Michael finished. Michael finished dead last. Sorry, Michael. I'm throwing him under the bus. But Hayden finished second to last. And then uh, Gavino won, and I, I was second. All right, there you um, go. So I don't know why he, I don't know why he asked that. Yeah, Hayden was not as good at bowling as I was. Um, so the, there's two other ones that really intrigue me. So we'll start with this one. Um, I'm supposed to ask you about your twin brother, the Korean Jake. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's my, my buddy back home. He runs our local leagues. His name is Justin. Um, he runs a league. I live in Pasadena. The league's called the Dirty Dina Hole Violators. Ooh, nice. uh, he's come. He's come up with that name. Um, it's great. But uh, he got. He went viral a couple maybe last year because I took a picture of like myself, um, and he photoshopped his face on it, and then just started sending it everywhere. Um, and like I said, it's like it's blown up so big. Like he'll do it every single time. Like when uh, this year during Christmas, when people were sending out Christmas cards and put them on Facebook, he would take them, Photoshop our faces on the back of them and then repost them. It says, man, I like this Christmas card. Um, my personal favorite one is that he got me this for Christmas. He took the picture of the, uh, the last supper, you know, Jesus oh, yeah. and his 12 disciples photoshopped our faces behind them. Uh, didn't tell me. And then I guess he gave it to my mom and she hung it up on the wall um, and I didn't really notice until I walked in one day and I look up and I see it there and I was like, what? And it just, <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. But uh, oh, yeah. now Justin, I love Justin. He's, he's my, he's my dog. Oh, yeah. um, great tournament director back home. He's uh, he's, he's funny. He's funny. I meant to tell you this. Uh, we want to play a prank on mom and dad yeah. when they're gone. So I don't know if you've seen like there's uh, you can buy like little like rubber animals like tiny yeah and just hide them all over the house random places we're gonna do that yeah, we do that in our warehouse yeah. we get we get tiny babies this and we one put babies all over our this warehouse. one really had me intrigued that's perfect um, that's perfect Elizabeth Tennyson ACL Pro she wants to know um, ask him how he eats his crab dip side to side or one big scoop in the middle this is this is a lot tell this is very telling of an individual yeah well it it, it really depends on my mood because i'm also the same way with my chipotle bowl whether i wanted to go side by side or just you know mix it all up and eat it okay but um but that was another backstory we went to we went to a corner tournament with elizabeth and she ordered crab dip and i asked if i could have a bite and she said yeah so i while she's gone i take a chip just right down the middle Really? And, eat it. and she walked back and was so pissed off. That's aggressive, though. I like it, though. I mean, yeah, that's a statement. I, I was, I was like, like, sorry. It was, you, it was really good. Hey, listen. Hey, you don't yeah. have to apologize. So, all right. That. If anyone <laughs> out there is having crab dip with Elizabeth Tennyson, do Elizabeth not Tennyson, swipe. Do the not. So, wait. Right? Like, if you're you eating, have, if you're eating cereal, are you like a cereal? Like, do you just like go like right down the middle? Like, you're just aggressive like that, or do you like How create like that little cove? Oh man! Like you start by the Whoa, edge, and it just slow, yeah. Oh, yeah. You start by the edge. Oh, come on, just mix it up. Just mix it up and just start eating it. I'll show, I'll show you a bowl. Later. <laughs> Sean, we'll Sean's like, I will teach you my ways. This way, you save some <laughs> crunchy bits on the top, so you have crunch, Every crunchy left little, yeah. at the end. You know? Oh yeah, oh, I already yeah. knew what you were I'll thinking. Have to, uh, okay, all right. Um, oh, Brian uh, Scheimeister wants to know: during the streaming, what platform chat is the best? 
Facebook is always is always like you know the most knowledgeable. It's close to home. Most, most knowledgeable. Um, YouTube will have a lot of cornhole people in there as well, uh, but it's just you know the comments are less scarce or more scarce compared to Facebook. And then there's TikTok. Man, TikTok is fun. It's my favorite because you'll get because you'll get people who are like into it, like oh man, this game is so good. And then you'll get people who are like, can you explain the scoring? What is like? Did the bag just win on the board? Oh my god, these guys are cornholing it so hard. Oh, I was like, oh I love my it. god, TikTok is it's by so far fun. the most fun. It is like if you haven't checked it out, like you do need like a live stream. Go check out the TikTok. Yeah. It is worth it. So like, if you want your comment to be read, probably Facebook or YouTube. If you want to read yeah. comments, <laughs> yeah. go to TikTok. Yeah. I do have to say <laughs> no, that like, the TikTok view you guys have is my favorite. I just have to say, say, say that's my favorite it. camera view. I do like watching that the best. It is cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it pr- provides a, a different angle, but also like I don't know if you like pay attention to the viewer count. Like statistically, we get way more viewers in TikTok wow. than we do on YouTube yeah. or Facebook combined. TikTok live like, I think is we peaked, crazy. It's ridiculous. I think we peaked um, yesterday with like a little like probably forty five, forty six hundred in TikTok, and yeah. then we had maybe like sixteen, seventeen in YouTube, and a thousand in Facebook. So we have the, for the past like five or six opens, Facebook has been the the least viewed stream compared uh, out of the out of the three. Yeah, it's it's which weird. Is surprising. It, TikTok like live, like I guess I'm still maybe I'm just too old, but like it is by far the most popular. Just as like an experiment, we went TikTok live for one of our episodes just to see what we had like three thousand something people watching at one point. Yeah. I'm like, what it the was fuck nuts. is going on? I like, like a th- I, I, I have like eighteen hundred followers on there. Like this makes no sense yeah. at all. After um after this the after singles yesterday after alex one Corey and i went live like we well, stayed live on tiktok and played a couple games and we had 800 people just like why we hooked the wireless mics up to ourselves <laughs> and we commentated while we played it was a lot of fun but man we still had 800 people and they're watching us play cornell i was like this is nuts you guys are awesome <laughs> uh craig has a good question he's like what's your goal do you want to commentate or are you hoping to be a professional player because if you're not familiar like if you don't know jake you're also one hell of a player um, you've been you've made broadcasts before, correct? You made a nice he's run okay. yeah. at open. Right, you won an open? Did much. you win an open? I haven't. I haven't won an open. No, I won. I won my advanced singles bracket That's at the World Championships. Okay. That's right. Uh, um, and then I finished one point away at the pro qualifier this year too. God damn! But I've made TV spots in college. College. All right. Okay. So looking back at everything, it, let's say you get two more extra points. You're a pro. Like, are you like, do you like where you ended up? I, I, again, I'm, this is, or would you like, is there deep down like shit? Like I, I could be out there right now for like competing. Yeah. No, I, I went, I went into that whole, uh, whole day of the pro qualifier, qual- pro qualifier thinking of this as a win-win. Like, look, like I'm going to try my hardest. Like I'm not going to like purposely lose, but I mean, you know, worst case scenario, I don't get it. Like, I mean, I should be able to run back live streaming with them next year. Um, and then for those who don't know how the pro qualifier work, you play two sessions, you have to you have to go at least four and zero or three and one to make the opening to make the second session, and then in that second session you have to go four and zero or three and one uh, to move on. Um, and I went four and zero in that first session, and I was like, "Whoa, hold on a second! I like I think I actually have a legitimate chance." Um, and then I lost a game uh, in the second session, so I had to go to a single elimination bracket. And when my first one had to play Ben Brown, and I mean just like the aura, knowing because we were the, we were the very last match. Because like everybody else had finished and everybody came over to the live stream to watch, just like the aura of watching that, of like sitting, like standing there, knowing that everybody's here to watch me was unmatched. It was really cool, um, and you know, getting to play that, you know, I love playing. I love Ben. 
I really wish I, I really do wish I would have won. Um, but looking back, man, it was, it was right there and it was, it took a while to get over it, to get over losing. But, you know, once I realized, um, you know, look at the bigger picture, I'm happy where I am now. I really am. And I, if I had won that game, I probably would be a pro right now. And I probably would be, you know, traveling to some of these opens and getting ready for the first national. But, you know, it's, it's a big what if, cause it never happened, but is I'm that, really happy with where it, I am right now. Or are you going to try to qualify again? I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow morning, much less in August. So, uh, no, but I mean, I, I think it really depends on, on where my game is. My game took a really bad regression the past few months just because I've been traveling and playing. I mean, I'm traveling and broadcasting. All I played um, uh, open doubles with Wally in Myrtle Beach, and I was really upset with how I played so much to the fact where I completely started from scratch the next week and have completely rechanged my throw to where I step now. I have a whole different, you know, like a uh, grip on the bag and I, I'm starting to get back to where I was last year and I'm starting to get confident again. So if I can continue that uprise and get good again, I may, but we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of Wally, he wants to know, see. is it true that you wouldn't be where you are today if it weren't for Wally? I know he said that as a joke, but he's kind, he's kind of right. Um, he kind of did take me under my wing last year. He liked um, he liked what I did. He he's uh, one of the bigger advocates for me from from the start. Talking to Trey and talking to all the people who uh, behind the scenes who uh, you know work with the live stream crew. So he he's really wanted to um, to get me to you know work with him for a while. And I'm really thankful that we got to where I am. Um, so yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, Wally was a big big result in where i am today so i gotta give him gotta give him some sort of shout out and i, I can, and I I can hear him. his ego inflate from here well we gotta give it we'll inflate <laughs> it a little bit more we did play you guys when we saw you in hamilton on the live stream um you guys won two out of three you guys so you guys won the series Sean, you know what though so, they still lost one to us they did, which is, they did. They did. you guys hey, yeah, you guys you, you guys were blew me out of the i like I was surprised, like not in a bad way, but you guys are, and like, there's no, there's no way of saying it. That's not like an asshole, but you guys were, were really good. I was impressed. We I was very impressed with how you, how you do through. And it, here's the thing we tell, we say it all the time. It, when we were, when I, specifically me too, when I was playing a lot more, I was much better. I yes. just don't get to play. I have glimpses. Like I have games, like I have flashes, like I can still do it, but if the consistency is just not there. And that's yeah, there's, why there's when I go to the regionals like, around here and I play an open or advanced, like I'll give, I'll give people games, but like if the games go long, I just don't have the consistency anymore, but like I can flash and stuff. And I wish if I had time to play more, I, I think I could go maybe like at least do something at the pro qualifier. You know what I mean? Like just make a little bit of a, some noise, but again, I, me playing once every two or three months is just not going to cut it. So, but I have fun. Yeah. I, I still love playing and that's what I need to go out and play. Even if it's just stupid stuff like that, because when I go long stretches and I don't play, I forget how much I like it. And I'm like, fuck, I got to do this podcast. And like, we got to keep doing, I can't keep, keep watching all this stuff. But like when all it takes is one night. And even if I'm not in a blind draw, just throwing at open boards, I'm like, oh shit, I love this stuff. Yeah. Like that's what, okay. Like it just gets me rejuvenated. I'm good for like two months. It's fun. Yeah. It's a fun game. It is. It's <laughs> fun. Know. It's frustrating. It all the above. So um, one of our Patreon questions comes from ACL pro. Uh, we'll call him El Presidente currently, Joshua Thielen. Um, he said, of the ACL matches you've called, which are in your top five as most memorable and why? Wow, that's an awesome question. 
that's gonna take that's gonna take some time to think about. I mean, just showing some recency bias that Tony Smith Jacob Trzinski match that uh, I called yesterday morning was in in insane. So I mean, um, we we always fall victim to recency bias because it's hard to like think back that far because I feel like yeah. every open you go to, you witness a couple miraculous matches without a doubt. For sure, I will say. Um, one match that's sticking to my head, first open of the year this year, was an open doubles match between Angel Camarena and Colby Shearer versus Jack Gore and Sammy Soto. That was on the live feed. It was an incredible match. It wasn't that long of a match, but the shots that everybody hit, I think, I think every single person in that game hit a bar of soap, uh, <laughs> and it was just incredible. Colby Shearer just blew me away with one that he hit. So I remember that one being really incredible, really memorable. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. I've been, I've been doing this for so long. Well, I got one for Sean um, and I. We were on. Uh, we were doing TCL, and we had Justin Burton Jr. facing off against Sammy Soto, and Justin Burton Jr. rattled off forty bags in a row to take it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and just before he went on his tear, Sean literally stated. He's going to have to hit 40 bags in a row to come back and win this thing. And sure enough, he won it on his 40th bag. That um, is pretty but it was awesome. A, it, was a, um, it was a great performance. I do remember this one match. I mean, ironically, it was the very first national I ever did. Las Vegas 2021, 2022. Um, Jamie Graham, I forget, I, mean, I forget who he was playing. But his opponent had two bags on the back lip of the hole. And Jamie still had two bags to go. And as soon as he did it, I was like, man, that'd be pretty cool if Jamie Grimm hit an and two right here. And by God, if he didn't nail an and two on the fourth bag, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, oh, my God, I called it. This is the coolest thing. Ever. Is there a better feeling? I mean, there's really because typically you have commentator curse. But when something actually goes right, you're like, oh, God. yeah, it was it was insane. Nothing. It was insane. Um, actually, and actually. The, the 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 shot that went viral of Tony, the, the the three bag push that Tony Smith hit yesterday, um, the bag before he threw, I said if he hits this thing, I'm gonna throw up, and then he threw it, but he threw it short, and then Trzinski landed a bag on, and then he ended up hitting it, and I was like, oh my god, and then somebody in the comments was like, well. I guess Jake's going to start throwing up. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Because I forgot I said that. But So maybe this is an unpopular yeah, it opinion. Is, it is pretty cool. Do you th- oh, so I said before, so I, that shot's getting tons of hype. I don't think it's shot of the year. Like, I think it's a, it was a crazy good shot, but like, it wasn't like the coin slot. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, I, I don't know. It just, I feel like it was a really good shot. And, uh, and maybe more so because of like where it was at in the game. Like he needed to hit that shot to like, to stay yeah, alive. I, that's what I was going to say. I feel like the only, the only reason that, you know, I feel like it's getting the the hype that it that it is getting is because he literally needed to do exactly that just to stay in the game. Yeah. Because he threw a bag short. Um, I don't know. I I would put it in probably at least, at least the top five shots I've personally ever seen. Um, I, probably not number one, but you know, I probably couldn't think of what number one would be right this second. That uh, that three bag rodeo that. Mark Richards hit on Jeremiah Ellis and Hamilton was freaking nuts. That's what I'm saying. Um, you know what I mean, like it, it was still a great shot. Don't get don't oh, yeah. me wrong, but I think yeah. it was more like when it happened. You know what I mean? Like if that was round one of the game, like it was a crazy, awesome shot, but I don't know if it's getting like all the hype is, yeah. as it is right now. I so. mean, even uh, what uh, yesterday, JBJ versus Alex Rawls, JBJ had a 
bag on the left lip of the hole. Didn't look like it was even hanging remotely. Alex, there were four bagger. JBJ has to drag it and he nails it. And I was like, holy, I, I didn't think he had a chance. I had my finger on the music button to take it to commercial break because the game was over. And then he hit it. I was like, what? Holy crap. So, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, I mean, it's more opinionated, obviously, but it, it's hard to tell. It it's hard to, it's hard to just pick a finite shot. Because obviously, if if I'm if I'm picking right now, because it just came to me that uh, that backside airmail that Philip Lopez hit on oh, Jacob Trzeszewski on the ESPN broadcast last year, with the uh, with where that was in the game, that's probably one of the greatest shots of all time. We were literally sitting behind that board where he hit it. Like I, I it's just yeah, it was it still was incredible. Filthy. Yeah, it was just the airmail still- drag that doesn't take anything. Yeah, correct. I'm telling you, <laughs> the airmail drag. I love it. <laughs> that's seriously such a good such a good line. Um. When you guys, what is it like when you're showering, right? When you get out, what is your routine afterwards? Like, do you, do you grab your towel? Like, are you a dry off like outside of the shower? Are you a dry off like in the shower? Like what's like, where are you guys at with this? I'm so glad you asked me this so I can finally like get it off my chest. Okay, please. I I do the exact same thing every time. Okay. Turn the water off, grab the towel, pop right back in the shower because it's still got the steam. It's nice and warm in there. Dry off, bare body, arms, good. Then I step out and then I'll get the legs and I'll get the legs and I'll get the back, put the towel up, boom, deodorant, boom, brush teeth, boom, go. Okay. And then you set the towel on the rack and it forgets everything that happened the next day. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's still clean. Yep. Still clean. (laughs) Are you, what are you, what about you? So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm saying normal size shower. I'm not talking about like a little, like where you're shoved inside where there's no room to dry off. Like let's say there's ample room. Are you saying I'm a big guy or something? Yes. All right. But, um, but no, as usually, hey, I'm, right there with you. I'm, I'm with you, pretty game. similar to him. Yeah. Um, reach out, except I do take cold showers, so like there's no steam. I know, but I will I know. just I know I will dry off, um, and then it's always step out onto the mat, dry the legs because I don't want to go like one leg up in the shower and risk slipping. I have knocked myself out cold slipping in a shower before, um, so I don't want to do that again. So I'm very cautious on that. On the dismount. so my my question is. What is the point of a cold shower? It doesn't. It can, it doesn't feel good. Nothing. <laughs> nothing beats a nice hot shower after a long day. What's the point of a cold shower? Honestly, it uh, it perks you right up. I'm a morning person, anyways, so like it's just another little added jolt. Okay. I think it's uh, helped me deal with anxiety and uh, kind of helped me like control breathing and you know handle stressful oh. situations all the way down that that line i've been doing it for quite some time so i really like that answer that makes me want to go try a cold shower yeah i'm not gonna lie oh i'm gonna try tomorrow i'll try tomorrow i may very much like when i'm in the shower like i dry off almost like completely and then i get out yeah because you're like it's chilly (laughs) no it's like but one of my biggest pet peeves and like i don't know if you've like ever lived with other people like but like when i used to go like on road trips like with rugby guys and like I'd go in to take a shower like after they were done, and the floor would be fucking wet. Dude, I'm like, what kind of savages? You were talking am I about my wife right now. Dang with and like, what the fuck are you doing? Like the bath mat is there as like a hey, so you don't step on like the cold floor right when you get out of the shower. Not to be like, hey, I'm gonna get this bitch drenched and then go like go on yeah. my, about my day. Am I, swear, I, am I sitting solo on this? No, or? no, no. My wife does this. No. I swear she like flings open the shower and like carries a cup of water in her hands yeah Yeah, that just throws it on the floor and then it's even worse like i have to shower before (laughs) her because she gets out of the shower drips all in the shower and then like 
proceeds to walk into the living room mirror with like the towel wrapped around her and starts brushing her hair. And then that flicks water. I'm like, I'm always like, why can't you just do that in the already soaking wet shower? Like just brush your hair in there. Like, so it doesn't get everywhere. And she's like, it's not that much. I, I shower first because if I go in afterwards and my wife, when she's shedding, <laughs> she sticks everywhere. it to the fucking side of the shower. Ugh. If I go in there and I see that first, I'm like, my God, get it out. And she's like, you are like such a child. I'm like about that. Yeah. She's like, it's my hair. I'm like, but it's not attached to your yeah. head and it's gross. I don't now. know where it came mm-hmm. from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but I was I'm like I was thinking about that driving into work today. I'm like, am I weird about like the floor? Like I don't want the floor to be fucking wet when I get out of the shower. I'm there with you, man. It's like like an OCD kind of thing. You need it to be perfect. Like my 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 day is ruined. Like there's been a time like where I'll get in the shower, didn't pay attention to the towel situation, and my wife like washed the towel because I'm like uh, I don't need uh, once a week. Like I'm good with the same towel, whatever. And she'll like have taken off and be an adult and wash it, and I forget to grab a new one, and there's (laughs) nothing there. And I'm standing in the shower. I'm like my whole day is ruined. If I have to get out of the shower and I'm wet, the floor, the carpet's wet because then my socks are gonna get wet when I walk out. Oh, it's just the whole day is ruined. So you put your socks on, or what are you doing afterwards? Like after I'm already dressed. Shut up, man. Put your socks on the shower you fucking weirdo okay so i thought this would be an appropriate group before we get into some of your fun questions here we're gonna do a tier all right dan you start us off like you always do all right you're at a restaurant and you get to do you get to order an appetizer okay give me your appetizer rankings all right honorable mention is just gonna be like guac or queso okay it's always a staple at the mexican restaurant um yeah, definitely going guac or queso. Number three, if there's any sort of pork belly or bacon type, there's a lot of places around here that do like clothesline bacon and like skewered bacon. Okay. Um, it's mm. always delightful. I will go that route and just start off my meal hearty. Um, let's see. Number two. I mean, I already know what my number one is, so it's tough. Number two, I'm going to go just let's just give me like any kind of like fun tot concoction, like tater tots or like French fries. Like I'll I'll include loaded fries and all that. Yeah, like even like poutine or something like that. Like, yeah, any of that kind of stuff. Um, Number one. A one calamari, I say. calamari baby. I'm gonna copy you. Uh, give me, yeah. yeah, give me some squid. Yeah. Like yeah. I love. I already have calamari. this down in a circle because and even bad out. calamari still slaps. Yeah, oh, yeah. like I, like Amy will be like, it's rubbery. I'm like, fine, give me your pieces. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll chew on that bitch. Like, let's go. <laughs> you opened up another door because I didn't even think about seafood appetizers, and now I have a new number one. It's <laughs> funny. All right. Am I, am I next? Go for yeah. it. All right. All right. Number three. Oh, man. Number three, I'm going to start with a classic because like, uh, no matter what, where you go, they're probably going to have them. Give me a, it'd be a nice, solid mozzarella stick you can't at number yeah. three. I agree. Now, do you, do you, pre- do you have it. a preferred shape? Like, does it matter to Just you? Just a stick. Do you Just like a stick? stick? Actually, um, I was hanging out with some friends because they were playing Cornell at a local blind draw, um, and they got they got like half moon mozzarella sticks, and I was like, that's just I don't like it. I don't. I don't. No, not, not, it's not for me. You it's like gotta it? Be, it's gotta be, well, it's got to be me. cooked right. If yeah. you're gonna go like the wedge or like half moon, it's got to be like cooked and have the pool. Yes. 
You want I like I like baby. a little crunch on the outside. You know what I mean? I want the texture change a little bit. Yeah. But I agree. It's the mozzarella sure. stuff very safe. I like it. For sure. All right, number two, I'm a big carb guy. So I have to go with uh pretzel, soft pretzel sticks or soft pretzel bites. Really love beautiful. them. Beautiful. We we could go to Absolutely so love far. them. Can't go wrong. Now I will say I hate like liquid cheese like a beer cheese i think it's absolutely disgusting wow can't do it have you tried like the it mo- like yes can you try the good like one. the movie theater nacho cheese you get with chips i think is the worst thing god okay has okay ever well, first of all do planet. not you do you dare don't you dare lump beer cheese and nacho cheese in the same category no, they are two i, I don't want i'm not trying family to look- <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm not trying to lump them in the same know, same yeah. category, but I will say I, I hate both of them. Well, what's your go-to? Are you like uh, a honey mustard guy, or give me give me give me straight up yellow mustard? Ooh, I love okay. yellow mustard. Fair enough. Have to. Okay, I respect. And that. then number one, number one, you know it would be criminal as a boy from Maryland. I didn't include something seafood. Give me crab dip all day long. Yep, yep. Especially especially from where I am, you, I've never really had a bad crab. I've had bad crab dip outside of Maryland. But you know, crab dip is an A one staple. Any any restaurant. Do they make it with a the soft shell crab area. out there? What's that? Is that made with a soft shell crab out there? No, 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 just uh, straight Maryland blue crab. Maryland blue crab. So is uh, so you would prefer? So do you consider a crab cake an entree, or do you can still consider that a crab cake? Is, yeah, crab cake's an entree okay. from right, from, from this area, one hundred percent. Okay, yeah. I, I respect that. My honorable mention, we're just going to go with the all-American like sampler, right? You get something yeah, for the table. You got a little bit of everything. You don't know what you're feeling. Sampler, you can't go wrong, right? Covers a lot of everything. <laughs> um, spirit fingers over my, my three was actually one of – I had one, and I crossed it out, and I went the other one. I'm going to go with pretzel. I agree, but I'm give me the beer cheese. Yeah. yeah give me a little honey mustard. Give, I want a little bit of everything. I mean, you yeah, guys, just, do you guys venture in like yeah. the stone ground – Oh, yeah, realm or anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. I love like a hot mustard with yep. a pretzel. Like that's that, that, yeah, that's getting a little better. I like I would do that. My number two. All right, this might be a little local thing. Might just want to be my one of my favorites. Specifically, PJ McIntyre's the Irish egg rolls. Oh, dude, like just money, unbelievable. Basically, a, it's an egg roll, but it's a Reuben inside with a little oh thousand yeah, island, thousand like, island oh, on the side. It's it it deep fried and it's phenomenal. amazing Ooh. and not good for you. And I love it. Um, oh. Number one was going to be calamari, but I, the rule is I can never repeat something he says. So <laughs> my number one, this is going to be a, a kind of a local, uh, more from our Boston roots, Cape Cod thing, stuffed quahogs. Um, <sighs> yeah. It's basically a stuffed clam, but quahogs are like the bigger clams. And it's just like something like near and dear to our hearts because like our grandmother used to make them and like we wouldn't let her come to on vacation unless she was going to make them kind of thing. Yeah, so. exactly. And like yeah. you just chop the clams up and throw them in some We like told her, okay, if you want to stay out of the home, delightful. keep making these. Yeah, like you're there good. You go. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I got to never, I'll be honest, never heard of it, but from what you said, it sounds really good. It's basically clam, like stuffing with clams inside. What do they, yeah. what do they yeah. call that? Clams? Like there's a name for it. I don't know. It's like, like made in sure. the. Oh man, it's gonna bother. It's gonna pop into my head randomly. But you got a card for as soon as, as, soon a, as we leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so it's <laughs> always interesting. Fun, fun question we'll here. We'll keep it PG since he's just yeah, signed yeah, a contract. I got you. Stuff, so. If you were born with action figure hands, oh, what position would your hands be in? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Can I? I can't. I can never move them ever again. Yeah, kind of thing. Or? Stuck, man. You got action figure hands. You could do like the fist. I'm trying to think. Do I want one fist? 
Or do I not? Like, I feel like if they're going to be molded, like, I don't, I want something sort of like a, I don't know, like a slightly curved, like where I could possibly still grip something. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, like, I was actually, like, first thing that came to mind was Lego claws. Okay. Because yeah. like they make so many things that fit into those. And yeah, you might have to like readjust your life, but you could eventually yeah. find things that fit your Lego claws perfectly Works. and good. function. Yeah, I went the route of, you know, how could I play cornhole? So I would think I was like one hand like this, just so I can hold a drink. And the one hand, I guess, kind of like this, kind of like yeah, the grip of my like cornhole that. bag. <laughs> yeah, this is what I could throw. I mean, I guess it would kind of hinder me when I'm not playing cornhole, but like no, it is what it is. <laughs> this, is how I my, this is how I grew my bag. So <laughs> <laughs> See, I still think you could do it with Lego claws. Like, you could. Well, that's how I used you to just throw. Have to, yeah, when you I just first have started, I used to have just a straight pinch. Oh. And yeah, that's yep. all. but there's yeah. no pinch anymore. Straight ninja Can't star. Pinch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was also thinking that's like you remember one. like the uh, the ones that like they had the fist, but the hole was in it, so you could still like oh, yeah. put the gun like yeah, they hold sure. the stuff. Like I was thinking for that for golf. So if I have the fist, oh, and then you could just slide point. the club in, yes. then you'd be all set. Jake, are you a golfer too? That's a touchy, touchy subject. I've tried to get into golf the past like few months, but man, I'm so ungodly bad at it. Okay. That's fair enough. So got, but I, I I would like to, yeah. I think it's like, is it the hardest sport? I think it's the hardest. Yeah, I think it's I the think hardest so. sport. I, I really do. Like I think it's the hardest and, sport. Yeah. Hardest sport to yeah. master. Correct. I do. Yeah. You got another one? Yep. All right. This is actually a funny one because we're all we're all big boys. All, all, right. Right. all right. I like this one. Right. up here. If your life depended on it, what gymnastics event would you <laughs> bet your life that you could do? Men's or women's? <laughs> Let's just go across the board. Anything? Anything. Okay. Um. God damn, man. There's not many. You give me enough practice, I could be damn good at a long jump. Is that a way? That's a gymnastics. That's, that's a not gymnastics. Thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's track and field. I want to say, oh, like, shoot. I'm not. I mean, the boards are kind of springy. Give me the floor. I'm just gonna drop it like it's hot. Just like, going floor. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going. Yeah, just full out. Yeah. Now you guys are also forgetting. There's like rhythmic gymnastics too you don't have to go like the full-on power like flipping you could, i think like you a could rhythmic be a ribbon floor gymnastic, you could be like yeah, a ribbon sure. dancer i kind of yeah. figured you'd yeah. be that one <laughs> yeah because i'm thinking like rings no uh pole vault like, or like uh, the balance beam definitely not pommel horse i'm not no like <laughs> i think i would go trampoline but that's not gymnastics it that's, is that's a gymnastics event okay yeah i think i could could handle that Blood on the or something. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I maybe um, I don't know. It's maybe maybe the wrong answer, but I feel like I have a pretty decent balance. I feel like I could do pretty well the balance beam if you give me enough time to practice. Just, uh, jump to one. I don't point, know. Like this wave. I'm either gonna ace you, you it or I'm breaking my well, neck. Right? That's like what just, I'm saying. Like you don't have to do it well. Maybe I just do like parallel yeah. bars and just like hype just myself like, yeah. up on them. Just like <laughs> do one dip <laughs> and like you're straining the whole time. <laughs> Let me do a jump a little like puree. School where he's got the cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did it. I did it. <laughs> For sure. What's your next one? Next one up. Let's do last one. Yeah, all right. No pressure. What TV show could you take a college course on and get an A? Oh, this is easy for me. There, which one? <laughs> right yeah, that, that one's a hard one for me, too. Just picking which one. Uh, the Office, for sure, be number one. Uh, if you want to blast from the past, ER. Yeah, ER would be a good one. Um, I would definitely take Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I would take Bob's Burgers. I feel pretty confident in Parks and Rec. Yeah, Parks and Rec, that would be pretty good at, too. 
Okay, well, I was going to say The Office, and then I was going to say Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Suits. Oh, okay. another quote. Yes. Yes. Yeah. My wife is actually but, watching uh, like, that again. Like Community would be up there too. I mean, I could go. I mean, I'm I'm a total Hamlet. nerd. I mean, I could do a lot of like sci-fi stuff, like Firefly. There's only one season, but yeah, I could definitely do that. Um, I could do. Uh, I think I could do Shameless pretty well. Shameless is a good show. Ooh. Shameless was a good show. I, th- I would be decent at Star Trek. Do you give me a college course in Sports Center? Oh yeah. Like, oh, actually, that was a question that popped in my in my brain. So like, we all kind of grew up with the anchors. Yeah, yeah. Who's your all time favorite like ESPN anchor on Sports Center? I'm not gonna take the easy way out and say Stuart Scott, even though like I feel so like so he's like he's like the, the goat of goats. So I'm not gonna say him. To it. Yeah, I've. <sighs> Okay, let me give me a second. Let me think about this. Um, Mine would be Rich Eisen. I was always a big fan. Like, yeah, he he like gave you all the facts straight up, and he was just like, I don't know. There's always a bit of a levity to him. Um, I don't know who's. I just I I was liked his stuff. I know it's different now because he has like his own segment and thing. But if we're going like old school when like we all love Sports Center. They're sitting behind the desk. SVP. Yeah, Scott Van Pelt, man, was just like was right up there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he was he number was, two for there's, me. I mean, there's so many good ones. Like uh, uh, Steve Levy, I thought was really good too. Who's I the liked. dude with the Kenny? Um, he does the golf stuff yes, now. No, um, I know who you're talking about. Um, I'll, I'll think of it. Yeah, in a he he was another one that I think would have. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. SVP was definitely my number one. Um. I liked um, Stan Barrett and yes, uh, what, uh, what was his? Who was he did it with uh, Neil Neil something? Yes, the two they had the two duo the late night ESPN late night sports center for years. You yeah, know, I, I'll give a nod to Linda Cohn too. Yeah, she was solid. Yeah, she yeah. Was that's very true. Too. Very very true. Yeah, no, I very true. Yeah, there are so many good ones, man. I I feel very fortunate growing because like if you're young now, like sports center is just not the same, man. It's yeah. just it's just not. I don't know. And like I got to witness the very end of Stuart Scott's career, but man, like like hanging out with like kids now who didn't even know don't even know who he is, yeah, man, man. I, I feel for them. Yeah, that was he like was a legit. A like I remember sitting at my house in Westlake, like like ups, like actually upset that he passed away. I remember telling yeah. my wife, and my wife's like, "Who?" And I'm like, "Don't you dare! Not today! Yes. Not today!" Yeah. <laughs> God, if I if finally I had to look up that thing for okay, the, yeah, yeah. the clams that was bothering me. What I was thinking of was oysters Rockefeller. Okay, this is like oh, the clam, yeah, yeah. This is like the clam, clam version, version of it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That Very makes good sense. stuff. Always up. There. I'm so happy that I got that out on. Well, on I think air. it's official. I think we could uh, we could all be friends. <laughs> no, uh, certainly. I think we have to have a meal together next time. Oh. <laughs> I think we all can touch touch the notes. Only appetizers though. For sure. <laughs> all right. No, yeah. <laughs> you guys gonna order entrees? No, we're gonna, no, we're gonna get we're gonna nine appetizers. Baby. Though. All right. Is it half off right now? <laughs> now the tuxedo seems fucked. You're gonna regret that decision. Correct. Um Jake man, thank you very much for joining us, man. This has been fun. Man, dude, I'm I had a blast. I appreciate you guys for letting me come on, talk. This is this is fun. Perfect timing too. It, I like seeing when the ACL hires good young like talent like you know what i mean like you fit that bill very much i enjoy listening to you um and i've been like very critical on commentary before you know like before like i thought it was lacking on stuff and it, this is not a shot of wally this is pre-wally and everything but i think that they're seriously moving in the right direction you guys have done a really nice job like legitimizing like and setting kind of like a gold standard for like the stream stuff now you know what i mean like it is it's high level stuff for and sure. it's what we needed to it's just as important as like adjusting rules and promotion and all that stuff setting this stuff up so the masses can see is just as important for sure yeah for sure cornhole can only go so far by itself you need a grade a stream and somebody who know not only knows what they're talking about, but can get energized 
with what's going on. A, a, a grown man throwing a one pound beanbag 27 feet in the air. Um, but yeah, like I'm super thankful. Like I've said before, that, like the streams have gotten a lot better the past, you know, calendar year, and they're only going to do nothing but improve and improve the next calendar year as well. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, uh, anytime you want to hop on, man, we'll have you on again. Uh, we'll, I appreciate we, it. we'll have you on for like, maybe like, one, like a national precap. Maybe we'll give Trey a break or something. Well, maybe maybe we can get him and Trey on and then we, we can just let him go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I like it. Yep. That thing. But uh, yeah. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, Absolutely. Check them out. Check out the ACL podcast. Um, tune into the next open. I can't remember exactly when it is or where it is, but try Delphia, West Virginia oh, in right. a couple try of weeks, Delphia. March. I know, eight, man, I we were going to try to go, but we'd have to make it like, I was about to say, it's like right, it's right around you guys. It's like four hours away. I'm so heading we, to a tournament in Texas okay. the following weekend. And then and we would have, have to Brighton, be down Michigan. Yeah. The following up, we get, which is much closer. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, We'll we're figure figure something out. Out. So yeah, we're just kind of looking at it. It, sound, it sounds like we're either probably going to go to uh, Colorado maybe or the Minnesota. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's all public knowledge yet, yeah. but the third one or, or one, the, yeah. the third one. I can redact so, that. So we don't need to. <laughs> it's about time. They release. No, no it's all, we looked on the website. It was. Oh, that's true. It is. Yeah, it's on there. the yeah. ACL yeah. website. Schedule. People just haven't looked at it, but it is up that's there. That's true. So yeah, mo- most most of most events are at except for just a couple. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll have you on again sometime soon. But um, yeah, so we'll uh, guess we'll be back next week. Who knows what we'll talk about? Best of the bags. Keep voting. Um, by next week, we should be into like the second round, going into like the quarterfinals and stuff. So Heck always yeah. entertaining to see where it comes out on top. You have any early feelers? Like I'm, in- I'm interested to see the hybrid that could throw everything. The hy- off. Hybrid, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. Lucky bags is continuous. Bags are coming out. Uh, listen, I, every time I think that like they don't do anything, lucky bags shows up and they had like nine hundred votes yeah. in the first round. I mean, like, I mean, you don't mess with the king. People don't forget. I mean, they and, do. who won, who won last he, year? Uh, lucky bags. Pro sniper. The pro sniper. Okay. One. Yeah, and they had Mark Richards do a, a shout yeah. out for. It. I'm like, oh well, they're taking it there seriously. It is, yeah. So, <laughs> so we'll see. But um, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. And as always, absolutely. Man. We hope you throw it straight. As another but four baggers from here on out. Cornhole later.